Hi. The Common Man and T-Bone podcast is brought to you by Care Heating and Cooling. Cold or sweaty is no way to go through life. Call my guys at Care Heating and Cooling for all your heating and cooling needs. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. And stay tuned after the podcast for special bonus content from past shows. I want you to come to my van dealership. Bye. Welcome to the dumbest part of your day. This is Common Man and T-Bone. That toaster oven. There's like dead mice in there well, and I'll spores and Dave Kaler's teeth. There is nothing that's going to get this place to clean out that toaster oven. I don't blame our janitor at all. I bet he probably at some point said, do you want me to tackle that? And they were like, no, son. Leave it to God. He's the only one who can save it now. Can we replace it? No. It's got to no. stay. If you want to toast a bagel, you're going to have to deal with the consequences. Featuring Panama Ted. Shut up, Ted! Five minute delays with Leanna Ray. You guys like Bjork? And random sounds from the internet. Yes, sir! Shavaka do! You wanna sack? The guy is drunk! Watch your profanity. Would you not eat my pants? This is Man and Bone. Happy Tuesday. Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. We have a jam-packed show today. Inside the NFL, all the news and notes you need at 348. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. In the 4 o'clock hour. Game show in the 5 o'clock hour. What's the game, Boner? Uh, Game this week is going to be real simple. We've got the British Open going on in Scotland. Timmy Hall, our intrepid Buckeye show host, is over in Scotland to cover it all. Not really. Well, he's just, not covering it. No, he's actually he is going though. He ended up getting uh, tickets and is is able to go. I think to one of the days at least. He but. was going to go, but then he found a TK Max, <laughs> and he's going to spend all his time there in Scotland. That's right. It's not TJ Max. It's TK Max. TK Max. Yeah. So, in I thought let's do Scottish trivia. All types of trivia hey. about the about yeah, the Hello. Queen. Queen might have something I'll to say be about back that. Come Thursday. Oh, for British Open updates. That's, that's what I've been told. Oh wow! I only channel her. The uh, the Royal and Ancient is that what they call that? Is that the what? Isn't the Royal and Ancient? Is that the club, Ted, or is that the people who run the British Open? How's that work? Which is which? My club is called the Royal Anus. <laughs> I believe they they run they the run the British yeah. Open. Okay, yeah. the Royal and Ancient group. I'm both of those things. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, she qualifies. She's part of the board, I'm sure. Uh, what else? Did you tell us what the game show was? Scottish trivia. Oh, okay, Scottish. Scott for Scots. It's that. It's just gonna be that. guy. I feel bad for that guy. Why? That was his only gig, and what now he's gone. I miss Scott for Scots. He's probably done other things. That actor. What do you What do you think he's doing? Shakespeare. What do you think most commercial actors are doing? No. That's like the highlight of their career. Name, name me another thing that he's been in. At least Flo from Progressive, she was on like that Goldberg show. Oh, yeah, she was. I forgot about that. She's one of the uh, mom's friends. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's good for her. But she, you got to remember, I mean, she got a... When you get that type of gig where you are the face of... How long has she been the face of Progressive, right? I mean, that's been for... Probably six, seven years now, if I not more. I thought Baker Mayfield was the I don't who's that progressive. You have to remind me. Who's that guy? I've totally forgotten who he is. Well, we have some Baker Sound to oh, play. Oh, Baker Sound. He had press availability down in Carolina. Okay. Well, that's, I mean, that's intriguing. You want to do that now? Or he did what do you say do? he's he's probably not, not going to do any more progressive. 
commercials. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Well, I, I had seen that he... That Deshaun Watson's going to do him now. He was asked about Flo is <laughs> massaging him. <laughs> that, he, that won't work out. He unleashes the Kraken on Flo. She's like, what is that? This is a massage! Tony Busby's representing Flo now. It was just a half an hour. It was a photo shoot. It wasn't even an actual massage. And now there's a lawsuit because Deshaun Watson is that immature. And, and then that he much asked, of a he asked the person. mayhem guy for sex after the massage. <laughs> he can't just stick with one insurance company, Mike. That's why he's had 18 different insurance people in one calendar year. Well, what's the mayhem guy? That's uh, that's is that Allstate? Allstate. I think that's Allstate. Well, because Allstate's got like you know David Palmer. What's his name? David Palmer. David Palmer, the president. I don't know what his real name is. Uh, Dennis Haysbert. I think that's what I was is that trying his name? to say. Okay, David yeah. Palmer though is that not Dennis Haspert? Whatever his name, I don't Dennis know. Dennis Haskins. Who <laughs> is uh, Belding? Oh. God, Principal oh, Belding. I forgot all about him. I apologize. I have the giggles because you I can't, apparently do. I can't stop thinking about Flo starring with Deshaun Watson in a commercial. <laughs> Next thing you know is like the Geico Gecko is there, and he's like, "I don't even think I'm big enough to massage you." Quite honest. Oh my God, what are you doing? And then it's like, up oh, leather lawsuit. Flo's not going to take it either. She's going to break it off. That's right. She should. Somebody should. Well, and then and then after all that, you know what would happen uh, is then there would be people outside. If like all these insurance companies all were like, we want to do an endorsement with Deshaun Watson, but we try to shoot a commercial with him. And well, stuff happened. And we there there was a commercial shooting. It's not, I think, what you think we're talking who's about. Deshaun Watson being massaged by today. Oh, it's the emu. Emu, <laughs> emu. <laughs> And Doug. And Doug. And Doug. Doug is there like, yeah, I'm not sure why I'm even here, except for <laughs> to translate for the emu. I'll tell you what, I wouldn't mess I wouldn't mess with an emu. No, I, no. he's pecking at that thing. He's pecking. You can take that cloth off if you want, there but he's going to peck at there it. There was definitely a peck involved. That's right. There was a peck. All I know uh, is there would be like Cleveland media members and, of course, a legion of fans would be like, what? It's totally natural for the guy to switch insurance companies like 19 times in six months. That's normal behavior. Oh, so stupid. And you Doug. know what this guy's doing. He's a creep. Yeah, shoot a, shoot yeah. a commercial with him. I have some Baker stuff for you. Yeah, I, I know. So Baker... Met with the Carolina media today. And he talks about the insurance thing. He was asked about if there's any animosity towards the Browns. No, I'm extremely excited for, for this new start in uh, Charlotte. Um, obviously, I, I think it's kind of known now. Some familiar faces there, some some people that I know, and a lot more to meet. And uh, it, it's just an exciting time for myself and my family and, and just this new chapter. Um, no animosity towards Cleveland. It's a, a good football town that you know, gave me the first four years of my career and uh, thankful for those, those, you know, trials and tribulations, all the challenges, a lot to learn from and look back on and reflect, but just really focused on right now and, and being a Carolina Panther and, uh, you know, pumped up to do so. Everything he said is 100% correct. And, a, is, and a lie. That, <laughs> let and me finish. 100% a that lie. That is what he should say. <laughs> any, any real person would tell you that is what you should say. Of course. But. Said the right things. He's lying. Yeah. He's lying. He's 
And yes, the Browns' success or lack thereof has nothing to do if he wins this job. He's better than Sam Darnold. He has success with the Carolina Panthers. Don't get me wrong, though. Baker Mayfield hopes the Cleveland Browns go 0-17 every year for the rest of their existence. Oh, yeah. I, I will say the only thing I don't believe there was a lie was when he said, like, he kind of switched into, like, that's a great town and that city, and I appreciate, you know, like, he got a little bit into the city of Cleveland. I don't think he hates the city of Cleveland or the fans of Cleveland necessarily. I'm sure he hates the haters who doubted him and thought he wasn't any good or whatever. But, yeah, I would assume his animosity is definitely there for that front office, for that ownership group. Yeah, no doubt he would he would be lying about that. And that's okay because that's that's what they ask you to do in the media school now, right? You have to go in and say the right thing, even though we all know you're lying. Uh, here is Baker talking about how the Browns gave up on him. You know, I, I think, you know, that's why it was surprising for everybody. Um, pretty unexpected. But, you know, if, I, if I'm focused on the past, then I'm not doing my job and, you know, being a Carolina Panther now. So I'm like I said, I'm grateful for my time there. Uh, yeah, shocked. I'd say it was pretty much the only way to describe it, but you roll with the punches and you got to move forward. You know, this is a, a test of adversity and how I'm going to handle it and how I can move forward and be the best teammate possible with, with our new home. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. Again, he's saying all the right things. He always had a little bit of Tebow in his voice, but he's sounding very Tim Tebow to me. Yeah, I could Just see the that. cadence, doesn't it's, he? It's very interesting that you bring that up. You're right. He's got, yes, there, T- Tebow has a weird way of speaking where... Yeah, you know, everything's real quick. and just If you told kinda, me this was Tebow talking, I would believe yeah, play, you. Play it again, but now I'm well, pretending I got another this is one Tebow. For right. This is another one. This, this is, is uh, Baker talking about lessons learned in Cleveland. I think there's definitely, <laughs> there's a lot of lessons to and experiences that I learned from when it comes to, um, you know, keeping some things in-house, uh, but also being, being myself. That, that's why I was drafted there, uh, was to help turn that place around and to be the best version of myself. I think it's easy to get lost in, you know, stories and media at the same time. So it's, it's tricky to balance, but um, yeah, that's, and that's the conversations, the multiple conversations that I've had with Scott and coach rule about um, they want me to be myself, you know, be a good leader, be a great teammate, but I've always been vocal and uh, being able to bring guys and elevate them. So uh, there's, there's balance, but that, that competitive nature, that'll never go away. If I do that, then I, I shouldn't be playing anymore. So and that's what's gotten me here, helped get me here, and uh, I'll, I'll have to continue to do that. Panthers have come out and said it's going to be an open competition. It's going to be him and Sam Darnold trying to win the job. you got to put money down right now, Bone. Who's winning the job? Oh, I, I think Baker Mayfield is winning the job over Sam Darnold. Uh, not because I think Baker is a great quarterback. I think he's a good quarterback when healthy and a quarterback that can help you win some football games in the regular season, maybe even, you know, winning a playoff game here or there. I just don't think he's the guy to help you win a Super Bowl. But Panthers are, I I would think, be much better off if he is the starter. Uh, By the way, it is Phil McKee, Hmm? who is the Scott for Scott's actor. I found him. I didn't know we were still doing. No, he's I, I found him. He's been in a lot of things. He was in a, a Joan of Arc movie in 1999. He was in a Clash of the Titans remake in 2010. Dracula. Lots of things. This what guy's, Dracula? I had a Dracula Untold from 2014. That's not a real movie. Dracula TV series. That's like a kid's play. No, it's not. <laughs> Scott for Scott. 
Well, I'm just telling you, he's been in things. He's done a lot of things. The long IMDb page, I can't get into all of it right here, but lots of lots of roles. All I don't. Right. Thank you for bringing that. I don't back think he's up. living in the Hollywood Hills or anything, but I think he's doing all right. Um, I think Tebow win the job too. <laughs> Tebow? What did I say? Tebow? Oh, I. <laughs> I was talking about how he sounded like Tebow. Yeah, that's right. Should we just talk about the emu massaging Deshaun Watson? It's it's just the whole thing is crossed over. And quite honestly, at this point, anything that came out about Deshaun Watson from a massage standpoint would not shock me. So if you told me there was an emu involved, again, I don't know how that could be erotic. It would be terrifying. Maybe it's erotic in the way like people uh, strangulate themselves while they are, you know, attempting things. Maybe it's all long-necked animals. Maybe oh, it's like alpaca, giraffe, giraffe, mm. like camel spits. Cam- Maybe he wants <laughs> sure. that camel. Well, hey camel, they have a lot of. Can you spit on me during the massage? Camel starts talking about his humps or her humps. Yeah, why do you think it? My lovely just lady, a male humps. camel. Well, I don't know his or hers. Right. I guess he it's a camel. Care. Really, I mean, yeah. at that point, what? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you got past camel, you should really not be selective. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is it a female camel? Then I'm not interested. I'm out. I'm out. I only I'm only hanging out with female camel massages. You know that? Yes. And all of you screaming like, you know, there's a joke. Yes, we know there's a joke you can make involving the the foot of a camel. We got it. We can't say that one. We got it. We're professionals. We know where the line about? is. You know what the the camel told? camel? You can't say it. I just, I just said it. And by the way, moose, they do not have knuckles. I don't even know where that started. It's not real. Uh, what a dumb show. Turn your radio off. Why are you listening yeah, to this? Yeah, honestly. Turn this off. People around the city just My rolling. God. They had their windows down. They're like, nope. You're going to pay $200 to hang out with us? <laughs> idiots. <laughs> well, you say that. No one has actually done any yeah, of that true. yet. There's still time for that to all, all right, be Buck guys want you to wear all black. Yeah. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for on the drive right now. You'll find some backups on I-71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. Plan on some backups in that area. And more slowdowns on I-70 eastbound between Mount Street and Route 315. That's going to be a five-minute delay. Starving Report is sponsored by Mattress Firm. There's still time to shop Mattress Firm's July 4th sale. Hurry in and save up to $500 on select mattresses from top brands. Plus, get a free adjustable base up to $499 value with qualifying purchase. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care, make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Picture a sports talk show, but without all those pesky sports getting in the way. Back to Man and Bone. I've had a lot of people ask me, is, uh, is Jeff Booth as weird as he seems? The answer is yes. T-Bone is not. Well, He's going to tell you about water. I don't know about that. I am very weird and whatever. But I will tell you this. Uh, Connecticut, we got it in the house over two years ago now. I was just thinking about that this morning, how long we'd had Connecticut. It's been over two years. 
Uh, the the travel that you do this time of year reminds me of why I love Connecticut because when we go somewhere, stay in a hotel, stay at someone else's house that's not our own, instantly am reminded of the difference in water. And that may sound weird to you if you've never had one of these systems that takes all the funk out of your water in your house, but it literally changes how your water feels on your skin when you get out of the shower. It changes, obviously, the taste of your water. You need to check out ConnecticutColumbus.com if you want the best water you've ever had. And the last thing I will tell you about Connecticut today, we had someone come over to the house. This person was a child, was not aware that if anything, Connecticut, they don't know what I do for a living. None of that. One of my kid's friends. This has happened multiple times. They got a glass of water. When they were done, they said, this is really good water. Look at you. And, And it's gotten to the point now. Where the kids get like aggravated, like, oh my gosh, that's not, no way. Like they get so mad when it happens, which is what makes me laugh about it because I love annoying my kids. But that's like legitimately people come over and tell us they like the taste of the water at our house. Try it for yourself. ConnecticutColumbus.com. Get a free water test from them today. When T-Bone kidnaps random children, brings them into his house, <laughs> that's right. they always comment that's on the taste right. of the water. Yeah, that's right. Sir, can I get out of this? box that you keep me in in the basement but this water sure is delicious i mean we give them water right yeah like what nice. i mean what did i did I, i'm not depriving them of any drinking fluids they have water yeah. they live on water yeah. we give them some bread every now and that's fine mm-hmm. uh, ohio state yesterday unveiled some themes for their early season games okay so notre dame's coming in here to open up the season during that game the 2002 national championship team will be there and they will be honored as they that's, should. That's We're great. 20, that's going to be 20 years out from that. As if that entire night is not already going to be like ridiculously hyped up anyway, then you throw that all on top of it. That'll be awesome. Yes. I'm very excited to see that. Uh, September 10th is Arkansas State. That will feature a celebration of the new inductees to the Ohio State Athletics Hall of Fame. So, all right. That's uh, good. They'll come out and wave to you fantastic september 17th against toledo the alumni band will be there is your oh. wife playing in the alumni band i don't think she's doing it this year no. she has done it in years past i don't know no she i don't think that there's a song that i really like which song is that go ahead i already am waiting <laughs> for it for go you, ahead hang on sloopy no no national anthem no not gonna not gonna name any of that carmen ohio yeah. no okay anyway All alumni right. band september 17th I've got the giggles today. I, I can tell. <laughs> That's normally does that, that does not happen. Normally no. it's I hate everything and everyone. Today everything strikes me as funny. That's good. Anyway, uh Wisconsin. What is that date? Isn't it September something as well? Like all these yeah, games was, I want to say are all in September, right? Yes. Uh, whatever that. Whatever, like whatever Wisconsin is here. Weekend of the sept of the September. Ohio schedule. State has says it says it's going to be a blackout. Yeah. At Ohio Stadium. You know I love it when they tell fans what to wear. I love those blackout games. Now presumably the Buckeyes will also wear their all black jerseys, which you know I love. Well, uh, he, hopefully this means then that we're not going to have some like stupid extra uniform for the Michigan game. Why Why would that mean that? Well, because they're already announcing all their like gimmicky promos like a minor league baseball no, team. This is just gimmicky pro- promos for the first month of the season. Oh, I see. They've got time. 
to sure. introduce more gimmicky promos. Which can I can I back up real quick? I just want to say something. If you're a fan who enjoys like the blackout and all that stuff, I'm not I'm not mad at you about this, okay? This is just a me as a fan thing that I get annoyed with. I don't feel like the Yankees, the Cowboys, the Lakers, the Buckeyes, like that's the brand that I feel like Ohio State is in is that that level of brand when it comes to college football. I don't feel like you have to do gimmicky things. I feel like Ohio State when they go to Wisconsin, Wisconsin may yeah, want they to can do all the gimmicky all stuff, that they stuff want, out. Yeah. Cuz they're Wisconsin. I don't feel like I feel like when Ohio State engages in that stuff, it's like saying, "Uh-oh, Wisconsin's coming. We better roll out the all the all the stops to try to beat Wisconsin." Even though I know what they're doing is just saying, "Hey, they have fun over there. They do their thing. We're doing our fun thing. It's not about Wisconsin. It's about we're just trying to have some fun." I understand I all need, that, but I don't need the you know what's to fun me, The for fun me? is going and putting yeah. a 21-point deficit on Wisconsin and winning the score 45 points. Them is yeah. fun. That's fun. You know, we always talk about with, you know, the Yankees have the pinstripes. They don't change their uniforms because they're the Yankees. They don't have to. Sure. They don't have to do gimmicks. I know. Ohio State doesn't have to do the gimmick. People ask, hey, what's the best thing about Wisconsin football? You know what most people say? Yeah, when the band jumps around. Jump around, yeah. Yeah, and that's play fun. All that. Going into the fourth quarter. You know, people say, what's the best thing about Ohio State football? Yeah, they win the conference pretty much every single year. Yes. The accomplishment is the thing. Actually, the thing that I I find so weird is some people's major complaint with Ohio State football is like, oh, they win by so much all the time. Games are boring. Oh, yeah. I love boring college football games when it's my team being boring and winning by 30. I love that. I know that some people say, well, I want to see a close game. Good for you. There's plenty of them every weekend in college football. Go watch two of them. Like, go watch two teams fight it out through the fourth quarter. If my team could win by 50 every game, I would sign up for it. The lack of black jerseys and fans wearing black is not why ticket sales continue to go down. All right? You're not going to trick people. And, oh, come on in. It's We're inclusive. We want to have fun as a group. That's a bunch of BS. The reason why ticket sales have gone down is because you're putting Arkansas State on this schedule. That's right. And people have decided, you know what? I'm tired of paying for that. I'm going to I'm going to stay home. If Wisconsin's really good and Ohio State is really good, you don't need sing along and dress up for people to be excited about that game. I don't care if it's a noon game or a 3:30 or a 7. By the way, we don't know what time that game is yet. But, uh, yeah, I'm guessing they're hoping it's a night game. Well, let me, let me ask you this though. And maybe they already know it's a night game. And that's why they've come out with this blackout. But let's say you have a big noon kick. And by the way, the kick date is September 24th okay. for this game. Kick. I have been to late September games at the shoe where it's been 85 degrees and 100% humidity. Oh, sure. There's so a if you get an afternoon game and you've got everybody in black out oh, there. Yeah, it's going to suck. Tell me how that's going to help you win a football game. <laughs> well, again, you and I are... We are screaming into the void on this because I know and I and I understand we are in the vast minority on this when it comes to things like having fun at a football game. I like to have my fun at a football game with watching the game and yelling and yeah, like, I do have fun at a football game because I want to remind people college football ain't like most other sports. You have traditions that go back a hundred years in some cases, and not all traditions that go back a hundred years are good. But when everyone sings like Carmen, Ohio at the end, 
And and that whole that which that's a twist on an old tradition, right? They get everyone together now. They didn't always do that when I was a kid. Going to Ohio State games, you didn't have the team stand out there and sing with the fans. Maybe some people did, but it wasn't like an organized thing that happened every week. You can still add new twists to the old traditions and add to that fun. To me, that's fun. To me, the stuff that brings us together that's, you know, got these vibes that go back a long ways and let everyone kind of say, oh, yeah, when I was in school here, I did, we did the same thing and we're doing it now. That's cool. I, I get my fun out of that. I don't need a DJ playing a, you know, some kind of track underneath Carmen, Ohio for me to like Carmen, Ohio. That's what I'm trying to say. So all these new things they want to do, the uniforms, the blackout stuff, fine. You can do them. I'm just telling you, I don't need it to enjoy a college football game. Uh-oh. How you doing? Where'd you go? The gambling world thinks the Buckeyes can't lose. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for ramp restrictions on the eastbound 270 ramp to northbound US 23. The ramp has reopened from an earlier crash, but traffic is still slow as it recovers. And watch out for delays on 71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. Traffic is backed up there as well. Traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Time Market. Get fired up for grilling season at your local Fresh Time Market. This week's safe on certified Angus beef bone and ribeye, just $7.99 a pound, now through July 12th. Get real. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Oh, hello! I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Their collective IQ is lower than they think it are. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Tuesday. Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by Hinder Motorsports here on The Fan. We have some day baseball today. Guardians and White Sox playing a double dip at Progressive Field. Game one is over. Guardians win 4-1. to one. All right. uh, The Beebs was very good. So yeah. let him live. Yeah, he's, he's been pretty good. That's awesome to see. I think it's a, it's a split. It's a day-night doubleheader, right? I never remember Next which one's, one's not until seven. Yeah, I don't think you're going to see a lot of the straight up back to back. What what is it, what would they call that? What is that called normally? Just a double Just header, a traditional, traditional double header. header. Yeah. Do, do do does any team do that anymore? Yeah, I mean you'll on a situation like this where it's middle of the week. I'm surprised this is not just a traditional double header. Mm. Simply because. I doubt they have 80,000 tickets sold for these two games. Oh, you, th- you don't think they're both no. sold out? That's, no, I don't that's think That's shocking. So. It's probably more about TV time, though, right? They won a game. They have it in the afternoon, and they have a scheduled time for later that night. So I instead of having right. one just follow up like half hour after the first game, they want it to be in their TV window. Ted, are you saying they make decisions these days based on TV windows versus what's good for the fans? I'm shocked. <laughs> that's what I heard. How dare you? Uh, we are talking about Buckeye football in the last segment. I saw this tweet today. David Payne Purdom writes for ESPN Chalk, and he tweets, 
more money has been bet on Ohio State to win the college football national championship than any other team combined at <laughs> Bet MGM Books. Wow. The Buckeyes have attracted three times as much money as any other team, thanks to a few bigger bets. Alabama is second, USC third. So all the money is pouring in on Ohio State. Well, you know where that comes from, at least a portion of it. Platinum Fox, I believe, not too long ago was in Vegas, and he just dumped his entire savings. That's one of the bigger bets? Yeah. I mean, he wiped out whatever he had left in savings. So that's, I mean, that's a big bet. I'm just saying, I don't know how he's going to... Re- he's hoping it, it'll pay off, and then he can go back to having a good retirement. If not, well, we're going to be ha- here no, with him for a though. long time. Let's say you're going to Vegas. You're a big college football fan. Regardless of whether you're a Buckeye fan or not, you're a big college football fan, you go to Vegas, and you say, you know, I'm going to place a bet. I'm going to place a bet. I'm going to put you know a little bit of money on my favorite team, whoever that happens to be, you know, Oklahoma State, whatever. Yeah. Knowing that, it's probably not going to come true, but it's my favorite team, and I'll get my little ticket, and... Show it off to people. And then I'm going to place just an, another bet on the team that I think is most likely to win the national championship. I don't think it's just Ohio State fans putting money on Ohio State. No, I know that. I mean, it's especially when you consider how the SEC tends to cannibalize itself. It's not that there aren't good teams in the SEC. It's no, just of that course there are. you know there's going to be some teams that may potentially end up with you know, a very big struggle the road, to get there. The road is trickier. I was looking at some of these point spreads, and of course this will all change, but the Buckeyes have some big opponents on the schedule this year. They have Notre Dame on the schedule. They have Penn State and Iowa and Wisconsin and Michigan. They are two touchdown favorites for every single one of those games. Every yeah, single one. Of course. We. I, th- I thought we, I mean, I, th- I think we've brought that up that, there's not going to be a game where the Buckeyes aren't favored going into the season. Maybe things change, you know, if there's injuries or whatever right. else. But going into the season, looking at every single game, it makes no sense that they would be less than a double-digit favorite against everyone they face. And I know some Michigan fans maybe are saying, well, but hey, last year. Yeah, last year. Go ahead and talk about it. What's this year going to look like for you guys? Not as good, I can guarantee you. Speaking of Michigan, former Michigan coach Gary Moeller dies at the age of 81. Uh, I have a few thoughts on Gary Moeller. You know, I love to play the what-if game. Yeah. You know, Gary Moeller was really good during his tenure at Michigan. Didn't they go undefeated for like, I don't know, between 90 and 92? They, uh, or they had a streak I, in the, in the yes, early 90s. Yes, I jotted 90s. this down. Uh, his team set a Big Ten record with 19 straight conference wins from 90 through 92. Okay, it's conference undefeated streak. That's what it was. He was there for five seasons. He was 44-13-3. He was 4-1 in bowl games. And the only reason why he left that job is because one night he had a few too many to drink and made a scene at a restaurant. Made a fool of himself. And so he resigned. But I like to play the what-if game. You know, what what if he doesn't have too many to drink? What if he stays in that job? You know, what is Michigan for the rest of the 90s with him? You know, they had a good... Lloyd Carr was the next guy up for Michigan. Obviously, Lloyd had success in that they won a national championship with Lloyd Carr. Yeah. But you also felt towards the end of Lloyd's tenure that you were sort of treading water, not really doing much to make the program better. I wonder if Gary Moeller stays in that job, what does Michigan become? Yeah, I don't I don't know because 
certainly you could argue that Lloyd Carr's greatest success came because of the foundation that Gary Moeller built. I don't think that's any question, right? You don't split a national championship in 97 right. without what Gary and Moeller did. And Lloyd Carr's greatest success came before Jim Tressel came to Ohio yeah, State. Right. Maybe Tress has the same success, even if Gary Moeller's there. I don't know. Well, you could go down the wormhole of does if Gary Moeller stays in that job and doesn't go to the Gary Moeller Steakhouse and, you know, hang out with whoever it was at the time. Butt-cracky massage? <laughs> he was OG butt-cracky yeah. massage. <laughs> Hanging out with the furniture heir and getting pictures taken of himself? Right, I don't know. Anyway, the point is, if he doesn't do any of that, maybe Jim Tressel, when the job comes available, maybe it comes available sooner, right? Yeah. Maybe it comes available sooner and Tress isn't even thought of as being ready for the job or if it is offered to him maybe he says well yeah i'll take it but i'm just i i don't know if i can compete against gary moeller and and how good he was at that time that's a it's a very interesting question maybe they wouldn't be able to hire you know tress in that time if it was like 97 or something when he would have been able to take the job i don't know that's weird gary moeller jumped to the nfl and he was a position coach for a long time he coached with the Bengals. He coached with the Lions. Well, we know he famously coached with uh, your Chicago well, that's, Bears. That's the story that I love to tell. I remember Jerry Angelo was the GM of the Bears. And they had sent out a press release that they had hired Gary Moeller to be a coach on the staff. Mm-hmm. And so they had press availability. You know, the, the media comes into Hallis Hall and Jerry Angelo's there and Gary Moeller's there. And, you know, they have the typical questions that they do. Uh, the first question that they asked was, so what will he be doing on the staff? Because that was never announced. It was just, Gary Moeller is coming in to join the staff. And I can't remember if it was Dick Duran, who was the head coach of the Bears, or if it was Lovey Smith, I can't remember. Jerry Angelo's answer was, well, we're going to get him in the door, and then we're going to find out his football information. <laughs> Football information. Right, football information. He's been a coach for 40 years. Yeah, but they still wanted to know. They're like, hey, what color is the football? And he goes, well, it's brown. And they go, ooh, sorry, it's brown with a little white on the laces. Now, he eventually coached linebackers there. But I just love how like, I don't know. We're just hiring you. What are you going to do? Who knows? I don't know. How do they not know? Like, serious question. I mean, we, we joke about this, but they couldn't have hired him and said, we don't know what he's going to do yet. Right? Why would you do that? What would be the? Let's say you hired him and then you found out his football information was, oh yeah, he's really great at coaching. I don't know a secondary, and it's like, well, we already have a guy that we just hired last week to coach the secondary. Now we can't do that. You're right. You would think they would have known well ahead of time. Gary Muller, legendary coach. This is what he's done in his career. Uh, well, that's all we need to know. He's going to coach this. And I forgot all about this until I read it in the bio today. I forgot that he was a head coach in the NFL. He was. He took over for Bobby Ross when Bobby Ross was the head coach of the Lions in 2000. Oh, wow. Bobby Ross was fired during the season. Gary Moeller coached. He was the head coach for the last seven games of that season, went four and three. I, I completely I forgot about that. Bobby Ross coaching the Lions. Well, I yeah. totally forgot about that. Is he coached? Did Bobby Ross coach the Chargers? Yes. That's what I most associated with. Went to the I, Super Bowl with right, the Chargers. Right, okay, that's what I was thinking, that that's who we were talking about. But yeah, that that's the memory I have of Bobby Ross. I forgot he was with the Lions. All the news and notes you need as we go inside the NFL coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. 
Good afternoon. You'll find that crash is cleared from the eastbound 270 ramp to northbound US 23. All lanes have reopened, but traffic is still slow as it recovers over there. You'll also find some slowdowns on I-71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. Traffic is backed up there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by BP. When you sign up for BP and rewards, you can get five cents off every gallon of gas every time at BP and Amico stations. So go on, treat yourself, download BP and rewards, and start saving today. Only an array with fan traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Come for the obesity, stay for the anger. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Yesterday on the show, we unveiled the thing. If you missed that, please go to the podcast. Go listen to yesterday's show. We will describe the thing for you. Check it out online, 971thefan.com slash Bone world tour. They go on sale next Tuesday. We will talk about it more up until that point, but we unveiled the thing yesterday. Go listen to it on the podcast. Inside the NFL. Common Man and T-Bones Inside the NFL. Brought to you by my friend Dick Masheter Ford. Open 24-7 at MasheterFord.net. Bone. Well, man, uh, some news in the Henry Ruggs case. I have, actually have a couple legal notes to start off the uh, NFL stuff today. Because Henry Ruggs was seeking a motion, his lawyers were, uh, that said that he was, his blood alcohol content was taken by police improperly after he, you know, killed someone driving at over 150 miles an hour on a Las Vegas street. Uh, and and then, you know, subsequent in that accident where he was injured and then a person died. How was it taken improperly? Well, because he didn't consent to having his blood alcohol levels taken. Why do you, why do you have to consent? Well, you do. You just caused I mean, a fiery crash. Well, no, that's okay. Right. So, like, <laughs> this gets into, like, it's good to have these laws for, like, pretty much every application, right? The police shouldn't just be able to, like, come into your home and be like, I think you were drunk last night or whatever. I agree with that. Like, that's right. But, but when you cause a fiery crash right. and a woman burned to death yes. right in front of your eyes, yeah. I'm saying it's okay to take your blood. Well, and it turns out his blood alcohol content, for whatever it's worth, was .16, twice the legal limit. Uh, you may also remember, so he was injured in this. And was unable, I guess, to give authorization because, you know, they were trying to make sure he did not also die. But in the process, they did draw some blood. That blood was tested. They found the alcohol content of said blood. So his lawyers were trying to say, well, that was done improperly. And fortunately, in the law, there is a little bit of wiggle room to say, yeah, 99% of the time, it's not great that police can just compel anyone to give up their bodily fluids right, I to understand, incriminate I understand themselves. That, but, but in a case like this, where a guy was going at a high rate of speed, a big fire happened, someone died, no doubt if someone had hit Henry Ruggs, if the situation was reversed and someone had hit his car at 150-some miles an hour, the police would have done the same thing with that person, right? I mean, that that is actually, I think, pretty sound 
judging by this <laughs> judge. Good for them. Sound judging. Good job, judge. Good judging out of you, yeah. judge. Like, I mean, again, Henry Ruggs has some problems. He's going to deal with a lot of things for the rest of his life. He's probably going to be in jail for a while. I but hope he is. The point of this is all to say, yeah, like those laws are good 99% of the time. In this one case, or very rare circumstances, it makes sense they would bypass that, and that's what the judge ruled. So they are going to still go ahead with the trial, and uh, he is not going to get out of jail or anything due to that. They are not going to be able to get him around that and say, no, now he gets off on a technicality. So that for whatever that's worth, that's where that process stands as of today. Meanwhile, the due date for the NFL and the NFL Players Association briefs in Sean Watson's case before the league, those are actually now due today. So you may have thought, and this is what was previously reported, was that Judge Sue Robinson, her request was for the attorneys to submit all of their briefs to the judge by Monday, July 11th. Well, it turns out that deadline changed to July 12th. So that is now when the deadline is. Apparently, all that's been done. For those who like analyze this stuff for a living and people who follow legal proceedings to this level, they're saying it was likely that you won't see something for a couple weeks after this. So it may not be until the end of July where we could reasonably expect her to issue a ruling of course she could issue one tomorrow for all we know right this could just be a formality but typically when a judge asks for this most of the people who follow this for a living say yeah usually that means you're still a few weeks out from getting a ruling so keep an eye on it may change on a dime but that's the latest that we have there uh, i did see we were talking about baker mayfield and his introductory press conference in carolina and talking about how you know he's going to be trying to win the starting job I found it interesting. The general manager, Scott Fitterer, for the Panthers, was asked a question about whether or not they've started conversations on a contract extension. Well, oh given that he just God. got in the building, I'm going to guess the answer is no. Well, they traded for this guy doing? to get a. He's on a one year deal. They asked the Browns to pick up the majority of his salary. You think they're going to turn around and be like, oh, yeah, here's a four year extension for $100 million plus dollars? Enjoy. We know nothing about how you're going to play this year. We don't even know if you're going to win this job. We don't know if your shoulders can going to fall off. But here's $150 million. No way. Of course not. But anyway, his answer was, our whole focus was bringing Baker in to compete with Sam. We'll take it up to training camp. That's as far All as right. we're going to take All it. Right. Blah, blah, blah. I would have laughed and said no. No, we haven't no, talked, we have about ta- it. talked about that. What are you talking about? Yeah, so I, I don't think that's too much of a shock at all. And if you didn't catch that from those comments, Fitterer also did say it is a complete open competition at quarterback. Uh, he said, so if we see an opportunity to get better, we can add a player. That makes sense for us as a team, makes sense for us financially, makes sense for us from, from an addition standpoint. I wonder how much of that is We're going to do though. it. I mean, you have a guy who's already been there. He's been in the system in Sam Darnold. I know that maybe from the front office perspective, they're saying, yes, we want this to be an open competition. Is Matt Rule down with that? Yeah, I don't know. Or does I he mean, have a certain amount of allegiance to Sam Darnold because he was in his offense last year? In in my dumb brain, the way it works is, like, your GM doesn't go out and sign a player unless the coach is like, hey, can we get Baker Mayfield? Please get Baker Mayfield. This Sam Darnold guy, you know he's going to be... All right, I mean, it's, but they it's already cut, they already cut Matt Rule's nuts off by saying, hey, you want to keep your job? All right, fire all your assistants. Yeah, that's, Fire your assistants, you can keep your job. That's fine. You think the, they're walking in his office saying, hey, we really value your opinion on the roster. They don't care. Again, like I said, 
in my dumb brain, the ideal way this works is you don't shop for all the groceries and then bring them to the chef and say, all right, now make this. And he goes, I'm, well, you, I'm with you. You, didn't, you want beef Wellington and you haven't given me but any pastry dough or you're steak or anything. A, a competent organization. Right. Which course. I think is a stretch. Of course. The Washington Commanders, speaking of competent, they're beyond competent. They are brilliant. So smart. I'm going to tell you why we're all missing the boat on the Commanders. Coming up next, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some delays to watch out for. Traffic is slow on I-70 eastbound between Mount Street and Route 315. It is backed up in that area. More slowdowns on 71 southbound between 5th Avenue and East Broad Street. And delays expected on 71 northbound between Greenlawn Avenue and I-70. This traffic report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples has everything you need for school at prices that won't hold you back. Right now, Crayola 24-count crayons and 4-ounce Elmer's glue are just 50 cents each. Plus, 1-inch binders are only $1.99 in store only. Offer ends on the 16th, limit 30. Don't send your kids back to school. Send them forward at Staples. I'm Leanna Ray with Van Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face. As I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. You wanted the best. Instead, you got these two. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Tuesday. So glad you've tuned in. Rapid Fire coming up at 434. Game show in the 5 o'clock hour. What's the game this week, Boner? Uh, the game this week is Scottish Trivia. So, yeah, that's going to be fun. We've got the British Open coming up. We have got Timmy Hall out in Scotland. Mm-hmm. Our live correspondent out there. Not really. But anyway. The Washington Commanders. I've changed my tune on them. What have you changed? You, you, you may be looking at them saying, oh my God, what a train wreck. I can't believe that this team operates the way that they do. I read this story today, and I did a total 180 on them. I think they're brilliant. I think they're doing innovative comedy, and we're just all too stupid to realize it. This is is brilliant. This is not... These are not errors. This is not buffoonery. This is sheer brilliance. So the Washington Commanders have rolled out the Commander 90. Over the weekend to commemorate the 90th year of the team. So the 90th, 90 think, greatest players in franchise you history. You would think this would be something they've worked really long on to try to make it as uh, special as possible for everyone who's about to be named in that. This is so bad. All right, this is like Andy. You walk in, you buy a ticket to see Andy Kaufman. He stands on stage, plays a record, says nothing. And then walks off stage. Right. That's, it's, that's how it's performance genius art. this is. Performance art. So here's what is occurring on this Commander 90 list. Are you ready? Yeah. Trent Williams was not on it. You okay. can make a case that Trent Williams is the greatest player in the last 20 years for the Redskins slash Commanders franchise. It did not end well. No. He sat out and demanded a trade. But that is clearly their shot at him because of 
that situation. All right. That seems like, right? It makes them look stupid. They're called out on it instantly. And then today they came back and said, we're sorry, and put them on. (laughs) Oh, sorry. We forgot. So you're going to say you forgot? All right. Are we supposed to believe that? That's number one. There's 90 players. Joe Lavender, his name was spelled incorrectly. Laverne Torgerson, his name was spelled incorrectly. Torg! A photo purporting to be of Sammy Baugh's final game in 1952 had him wearing a leather helmet, which were phased out of the NFL in 1949. Sammy Baugh was also listed playing for the team from 1957 to 1964. He retired in 1952. Okay. So that didn't happen. A slide of Doug Williams showed his tenure as 1986 to 1986. <laughs> he played four seasons and retired in 1989. Uh-huh. Hugh Taylor was listed as playing from 1974 to 1985. If this were accurate, he would have been 51 years old as a rookie and retired at 62. He actually played from 1947 to 1954. The copy for forming the Commander 90 said the team began with 70 players in 2002, but then added another 80 individuals in 2012, now adding 10 more in 2022. That would be 160 players, not 90. Oh, I thought you meant they were saying the team started in 2002. So no, they just got these additions of players to their top 90. Yes. They completely screwed up the math on that. That's and great. And the team completely ignored that Joe Gibbs coached the team from 2004 to 2007, instead just noting he coached from 1981 to 1992. That was all yesterday. Now, when they rolled this out, you might say these are you guys are really majoring on minors. A couple of those are are bad, but most of those are just typographical or they, you know, didn't they 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 got the wrong person. Again, you're right. These are minor little errors until you realize no one said they had to do this. They said this is important to our franchise. These legends are what made our team what it is. We want to honor them, and then now we're going to screw it up, left and right. This is what this billion-dollar corporation, and that's what the Washington Commanders are. This is what this billion-dollar corporation thinks of you, their customers, the fans. Where they put some 22-year-old jabron in charge of this thing. He put it to, he or she put it together, not knowing what the hell they were doing, and nobody had the courtesy of checking the work, and they just released it to you. And now today, they've got to backtrack and apologize and change all this stuff. Just another act of them acting like buffoons. Well, right. Did you, you remember when Dan Snyder, I mean, I guess he's still over in France on official team business or whatever the hell excuse they had for him not showing up. hiding from the government now. Right, right. But when, when he was over there, remember that day or the day after that hearing happened uh, in Congress, there were multiple uh, commanders team officials. It was that day. Yeah. That sent out the like Instagram post of like living our best life on the yacht. Work with pretty people. Hashtag work with pretty people. Right. All this stuff that that was very tone deaf and stupid. It's like, you know, if maybe some I'm no I don't know what those team executives are in charge for. There's there's hundreds of people that work for probably in charge of this. Well right, but it's like it's not a great look where you got your team executives partying on a yacht and then this type of stuff slips through the cracks. This should be something you would think one of those team executives would have had some kind of, you know, 
say over and look over before it gets published? And the answer is probably not. Probably they're run very poorly because Dan Snyder is the guy who runs them and they're stupid. So they've hired a lot of people who unfortunately are not good at their jobs and or people who can't get out of their job because of the fact that they work in a terrible environment. Either way, the oversight here is egregious and it just is par for the course for this Washington team. This is team. what they think of you. They don't care. Oh, no. They don't care about they any don't of this. Care. But you know what? Remember this when they go to whatever township they want to build their new stadium in in Virginia. Yeah. And they say, give us a bunch of money to build this stadium. But you know what the sad part is? Anyone who's going to make those decisions will not care about this, you know, because the politicians involved will all look at it and say, yeah, but there's millions, if not billions of dollars on the table for our local entity when it comes to, you know, the restaurants and the, the hospitality sector and all the people who are going to make money off of hotels and things like that being built. And they'll say that outweighs the fact that we're going to give public funds to an outright Cretan in Dan Snyder to build this stadium. I will give the commander fans this, though. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of franchises that are dysfunctional, but yet the people keep going. They keep buying the tickets and they keep going to these games. And there's really no incentive for these owners or these franchises to change their ways. Now, maybe there's no incentive anyway, because the NFL is such huge business. They don't care if they draw 70,000 fans or zero, but the commander fans have stopped going. Well, you watch their games on TV. That place is half full. Right. But I think look, I'll, I'll say this. I've changed my tune on that because I used to be of the opinion the like, oh yeah, you don't like what's happening? Don't go, right? And and I and I expect that. But why do you think the Commanders fans aren't going, Mike? Is it because they just, they really have principles and these 14 and 2 and, and, and you know, 15 and 1 and 13 and 3 seasons they've had the last 10 years, they just said, well, even though they're really good and competing for a Super Bowl, I'm not going to go. No, they're not going because the team has sucked largely. Well, yes, of course. Like that's, I'm saying, like, if the team gets good, people will lose that principle. And and here's my only answer to that is, I don't blame fans in that situation, right? When you have a terrible ownership group, terrible everything, and then, yeah, they put it together and win some games. You may have principally differences with the people who run those teams or who own those teams. You may have principally differences with putting money in their pocket. And I don't blame anybody who stays away in that regard. But I'm also not going to blame the people who say, hey, man, I, life sucks. And this is the one thing I look forward to, me and my family going to these games. Yes, it sucks that this guy gets the money. I'm not going to spend as much on merchandise or some other thing or whatever. But, yeah, I'm going to keep my season tickets because I, I do want to go to these games. This is my this is my whole thing. This has been my thing for 20 years. I don't really care that Dan Snyder's the owner. I hate him, but I'm not going to pull my money because of that. I'm just going to go because I want to go to these games. Live your life, man. You got to do what you got to do to stay sane in this crazy world that we live in. I, I don't blame as many fans who say, well, I don't support this owner, but I'm still going to the games. I, I get it. It's a... It's a weird juxtaposition of life that we live in these days. Derek Jeter says he never handed out gift baskets to his sexual conquests. Now, he did say that he would just, you know, pork the 18-year-old right off the turnip truck. He did say that. <laughs> he just wouldn't give out thank you I baskets mean, do we believe, afterwards. Do we believe him? Well, he, he said out? this in the past, but, you know, this is coming up again because there's that new docuseries, The Captain. Okay. Which is... Uh, going to air at some point and he was asked about this he said you know you see it and then it's like how the f did people come up with this you know basically that's it and who would believe this blank and you believed it 
People keep regurgitating this story that never happened, never happened. So he says, hey, I, I, you know, I was with all these women. He didn't say that, but I'm just, I'm saying that. Right. He was with all these women, but did not thank them with a gift basket. Do you, am I making this up that, because we, I remember saying we, we had that thought about, oh, I bet she got a gift basket with all these different people. We would find out that he had, you know, uh, befriended over the years. But I remember very distinctly, we talked about the DirecTV girl, yeah. the genie. Remember he, when DirecTV? He married her. Oh, he did. That's okay. who he's married That's to. That's who he's married to. Okay, because I remember when we were watching those commercials for the first time, and, you know, everyone who had seen those commercials when they first came out said, who is that girl in the commercial? She is beautiful. Who's that? And then you find out, oh, yeah, Derek Jeter's already dating her. You're like, oh, of course. Well, it was, it was like a competition between him and Leo. That's what I mean. As to who could get to her first or it any was, of these chicks. It was Leonardo DiCaprio or Derek Jeter that you almost always found out, hey, we just saw a movie that came out last weekend and a debut for this actress. She's 22 years old. She's brilliant. And man, she's stunning. Who is that? Leo already dated her and broke up with her. Right. By the or, time you heard about or her. Jeter or did. Jeter. And in, in the, in Hannah Jeter's case, the genie. Yeah. Leo did date her. Oh, really? <laughs> before <laughs> Jeter got his hands on her man. or she got her hands on Jeter. Well, however you however want to phrase right. it. I didn't realize they got married, but good for those yeah. two. Let them live. See, it's just, it's funny to think that, you know, G- Jeter takes a woman home. He's got a little basket wrapped up in cellophane. Yeah. And there's like some expired Lowe's movie theater passes in there. Some summer sausages in there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a cheese ball. <laughs> And then of course, I really appreciate everything. And then, of course, an autographed baseball. That was always course, the joke. There was course, always yes. an autographed baseball at That's the end the of it. That's the least you yeah. could do. Hey, man, there's some guys in the memorabilia trading business that would be like, what do I need to do to get one of those autographed baseballs? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Texas Tech is getting a boob job. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for delays on 670 westbound between I-71 and 4th Street. Traffic is beginning to build in that area. You'll find slowdowns on I-70 eastbound between Mound Street and Route 315. And tap those brakes on 71 southbound between 5th Avenue and East Broad Street. This traffic report is sponsored by Gusto. Gusto doesn't build robots or teach spin classes. Gusto supports the people who do with happier paydays, health insurance, hiring, you name it. Gusto does payroll benefits and so much more for people who do incredible things. Learn more at Gusto.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Attention. Please flip your listening device to the stupid setting. Thank you. You're listening to Man and Bone. Rapid Fire is coming up at 4.34. Game show in the 5 o'clock hour. What's the game, Boner? We are doing Scottish trivia in honor of the British Open. Our guy, Timmy Hall, who we miss, is in Scotland right now. I thought, why not learn a little bit about that wonderful country? So we're going to do that. If you see a man 
uh, run on the course when Tiger is out there, attempt to hump his leg. That is Timmy Hall. Well, make sure you don't hump. Yeah, there's only one of the legs you can hump. The other leg. Well, you can hump the other one. Just, well, it may just be that. May be all it's all that's left. It's not much. I feel so, dude. When you see him stand there and the wind catches his pants and starts blowing it against like the side of his leg, and you realize like it's not there. Like there's there's a bone there, but it, like his leg does not exist. In a, well, in it's a, like it's like Alex Smith's yeah. leg. Yeah, it was a horrible accident he went through. Oh, now, it's again, astonishing he's even doing any of this. It is astonishing. It is also something, though, that I think it warrants mentioning that I'm surprised more people in golf have not pushed harder to find out what happened. Tiger has said he will not talk about it. I think that's kind of an interesting story. I mean, we just talked about last hour, Henry Ruggs driving a million miles an hour and killed someone. Tiger Woods was going not that fast, but certainly faster than the recommended speed in that area and had a horrific accident that almost killed him. Didn't they determine what it was? An excessive I, rate of speed, I thought. No, but I thought the, the LAPD, whoever was in charge of the investigation, I thought they said he fell asleep. Okay. Am I, I imagining that? Maybe, but in either, I think, I think, I don't remember that if that's accurate or Teddy, not. Teddy, do you remember be. that or am I out of my mind? Either, like, my point is why we look at one of the biggest stars, like, Tiger's out there talking about live golf and he's happy to lay other people under the bus and say they're doing this wrong and that wrong. And that, by the way, good. I agree with him on the live golf stuff, but... No one's asking Tiger, like, well, hey, uh, since we're all talking about each other's faults, you want to ever lay out what the hell happened with your accident? And ever when he says no, everyone's just like, oh, okay, I'm in the media. That's how this works. The answer is no. Like, no, usually it's not in the media. Usually people keep asking and trying to get that. But with Tiger, everyone's just moved on to like, what a feel-good story. He's back. Because a lot of people love Tiger, and I understand that, but... There should be a little bit more reckoning, shouldn't there? Or a little bit more questioning of Teddy, what the hell went on. Did I make that up? They believe that he was unconscious at the time because there were he didn't hit the brakes and he didn't try okay. to correct the steering. When so, that usually happened. happens, there's a lot more questions then of why were you unconscious at the steering wheel? Did you have a heart attack? Were there other factors? What was going on with your blood alcohol content? Yeah, I'm, like, I'm these not are, saying you're wrong. I'm to, saying those questions. That we shouldn't be asking these questions. Those but. questions typically come up. And I. that's why I find closed systems of media very weird, right? If you want access to golf and you want to cover golf, you have to have access to Tiger Woods. At least you have to be allowed in the clubhouses to stand there with 50 other reporters, right? Otherwise, you can't be a golf reporter. It's weird because golf needs Tiger Woods. There's a shielding there, right? where reporters can push only so far, and then it's off limits. You can't ask any more questions. Maybe in due time, Tiger will tell that story, and we'll all get to find out. But just note that it's going to be on his timeline. It's not because a journalist is going to dig it up, I'm quite sure. Uh, Texas Tech is getting a boob job. Here's what I mean by that. Texas Tech is the youngish woman who is about to get divorced from her husband and wants to make herself as attractive as possible to go out there and get herself a new sugar daddy. Mm. So Texas Tech is getting a boob job, and here's how. They are determined to build one of the finest football facilities in college football. Revealed plans yesterday for a $200 million project that will get underway in late November. Uh, one little hiccup in the, uh, the giddy-up here. Hitch in the giddy-up is that they have not yet completed the $200 million in fundraising. 
Oh. But they say they're going ahead with this anyway. <laughs> no way that could fail. This, this is a, a, a school right now that is in a conference that, you know, who the hell knows what's going to happen to the Big 12. The odds are it doesn't survive. And even if it does merge with the Pac-12 and create their version of a super conference, it's it's a super conference in numbers, sheer numbers. But in terms of quality, no. No one's going to take them seriously. This screams to me like a program that desperately wants to get noticed by a conference like Big Ten or the SEC or the ACC, should they survive. Desperately wants to get noticed by saying, yeah, don't pay attention to the numbers we draw on TV and the fact that we really have one of these been one of these blue blood powers for a long time. We are going to produce a world-class football facility that has no rivals, and we are ready. We are ready to join your big boy conference and help you succeed. At least it, it screams that way to me. Yeah, it definitely looks like Texas Tech is trying to fake it before you make it Yes, into the SEC or, well, really, I don't even know what their play would be here because outside of the SEC, who has doesn't appear really wants to expand much further if you believe some of the reading well, of tea we'll, leaves we'll around, about that around there. I but they're full of crap, too. Right, but, but even if they do want to expand, I doubt Texas Tech is the school they're like, oh, please, let's get them in here. You know, it. the only way that Texas Tech becomes part of a major super conference is one of two ways. Either the SEC decides we want to have 24 teams or some ridiculous number like that. Maybe then Texas Tech makes the cut. But at at that point, you're not really getting the benefits of being in a quote-unquote super conference, are you? The checks would be cut so far down, you still make a lot of money, but it wouldn't be the same. Or the other option is you end up in the super conference that is just whatever's left of the Big 12, Pac-12, and if the ACC breaks up somehow. And then what are you? You're like the a medium-sized planet in a solar system that's way far out there and no one wants to go to? Like, I don't know what the appeal would be. So I guess now it is, let's put this stake in the ground. This is, we've got to build something and get all of our boosters to know, hey, we're doing things, okay? It, please ignore the fact that the Big 12 is a shell of itself and you may be playing the likes of, I don't know, Boise State as a conference game in a few years. I have no idea what's happening oh, and in this Oh, please conference. do give us the money. Yeah, but we don't the have money the money now. to do this. We got to get the money now if you want to see us even have a chance to get into one of these big boy conferences because we can't stay in the Big 12. It also made me think of this, Mike. How many schools do you think that are in the Big 12, the Pac 12, uh, if the ACC is considered possibly to be breaking up at some point? How many schools do you think in those conferences are sitting around telling themselves, hey, you know, I don't know about Pitt or Syracuse or some of those schools, but. Damn it, we're not getting left behind. Like, how many schools do you think out west? Like, Arizona State, I'm sure, is telling themselves, we're not going to get left behind, guys. We're going to find a way. We're going to get into one of these conferences. You know, I'm betting they there's... Won't. Of course not. But there's probably 8 to 10 to 12 schools that are lying to themselves. Yeah, that are delusional. Trying right. to believe, hey, if we do this and this and this, we could get into one of these conferences. And the answer is probably most of them are full of crap. Oh, Absolutely. I was uh, I was reading a couple of these lists, sort of speculating, you know, who would be first off the board, you know, where these schools would go if the Pac-12 just dissolved, right? Where they would go, and 
this is what what it says about Arizona and Arizona State because you brought up Arizona State. They were like in the throw in honorable mention section <laughs> of all of wow. already honorable mention wow. Pac twelve teams. That's bad. You know, because outside of Oregon, who really wets your whistle in the Pac twelve? Uh, maybe, Nobody. Maybe Washington. Maybe. Oh, oh, okay. With, like well, in a package with Oregon, right? That's not your a, top not tier. a standalone. Schools like Arizona and Arizona State have fallen so far down the radar, they would be just throw ins. Yeah. No well, one cares about that. And maybe, I mean, again, I'm looking at it just a lot of times when we talk about this. I think college football. Yeah, if you if you factor in a bunch of other sports, sure, then they become more appealing. But we mainly what's driving this is college football. Let's stop it. Look. College basketball makes a lot of money for the NCAA. Yeah. College basketball, though, doesn't make a ton of money for Ohio State. That's correct. It doesn't make a ton of money for Michigan, regardless of how deep they go in the tournament. That's not their big money maker. When we're talking about conference realignment, it is about one thing. It is about college football. Yeah. And I don't think, yeah, Arizona State, I don't know what you're offering. I don't know what Arizona's offering at this point. To to the conferences that are looking at Notre Dame or Oregon, that's just another level from where they are. Rapid Fire coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Plenty of slowdowns out there. You'll find traffic is backed up on Route 315 southbound between King Avenue and I-70. Plan about a five-minute slowdown. More delays expected on westbound 670 between I-71 and 4th Street. And you'll find slowdowns on I-70 eastbound between Mount Street and Route 315. This traffic is sponsored by Mattress Firm. There is still time to shop Mattress Room's July 4th sale. Stop in today and shop Tempur-Pedic to save $500 on Tempur-Breeze mattresses. Plus, you get a $300 instant gift good towards sleep accessories. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Oh, hello! I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Highly medicated, barely educated. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Rapid fire coming up in mere moments. Game show in the 5 o'clock hour. What's the game, Boner? We are doing Scottish trivia this week in honor of the British Open being in Scotland and Timmy Hall being in Scotland. I figure let's do that. I am disappointed, though, because I looked at the weather forecast for the uh, for the tournament, and it's going to be like, you know, 75 to 80 every single day. That's not what I want to see in Scotland. I want to turn it on and see misty rain and... People wearing parkas in she, July. She's not going to be there. Sorry, I don't know. Misty Rain? Yeah, I don't know what your... your, your they got a stripper search, pole. Your search history says, but there will be no Misty Get Rain. Get it in the hole! <laughs> Mashed potatoes! Dixie Lynn, she will not be there either. Just the, trying the, to think of names that sound like I that. I did watch some golf on, on Sunday. The Scottish Open. Oh. And Teddy, what I noticed is one of the other things that we're just yelling now is Greg Norman sucks. 
Oh, really? I, I heard, that, I heard that several oh. times. <laughs> that was Jack. Nicholas that was saying. actually Jack. Jack and Tiger were just screaming that. What's with Jack, by the way, saying, oh, Greg and I always be friends. Like, what? Why? He called you a phony. He's the better man. Well, I'm just saying, well, you just come out and say, no, we're not friends. We're, we're not going to be friends anymore. I got to say, I did not realize, like, I thought there would be a lot of people in, like, in sports, right? What usually happens when a guy says, hey, man, I'm holding out until my team pays what I think I'm worth. I'm one of the top three receivers in the league. I should be paid like that. What does every guy in the locker room say? They go, oh, hey, man, that's his money. That's his deal. It's not my business. I wish him the best. He's a great teammate. I love him. I hope he's back with us, right? Everyone, no one wants to talk about a guy's money. Now, like, all these golfers want to talk about, and I'm not, again, Live golf sucks. Like, I think it's a horrible thing. But also, like, all these golfers' problem doesn't seem as much to be, like, who they're doing business with. It's that they're doing business purely in the name of money, which that's weird to me. Like, so many guys are out there like, I can't believe you're desperate to make hundreds of millions of dollars. As if, like, yeah, a lot of people are desperate to make hundreds of millions of dollars. They're just not desperate to take it from, you know, wherever it's coming from and live golf. That's that's a different issue, but it seems like there's a lot of golfers who are just mad that like this guy dared to go chase the money, and therefore he's dead to me. I did not expect that, is what I'm saying. It, it's it's a we don't have really time to get into. I this know. Now. Thanks we'll, for setting that up. Appreciate sorry, it. we'll do it later. We'll talk more about it. That later. was good. That was good broadcasting. All right, rapid fire. You Let's do it up. Rapid fire. Sponsored by Custom Air. Custom Air. Custom Solutions. Custom Comfort. All right, Teddy. Rapid fire number one. Last time I asked you guys to give me your Mount Rushmore of Buckeye wide receivers when you combine their college and pro stats. This week, let's do it with the Buckeye linebackers. Go. I don't like this college and pro stuff. Well, that's the question. And I don't like the question because then you force me to leave guys off of here that I love. That's how lists work. I don't like it. I don't like Uh, this. All right, go ahead. Okay, well, Charles Barkley. This should, be, this should be pretty easy, Go right? Ahead. As far as, like, Spiels, I think we would all agree on. Yeah. James, we would all agree on. Yeah. AJ, we would all agree on. The fact that yeah. I can say three guys' names and you're like, instantly, I know who all those yes, guys are. I, I agree. Okay. The If we're doing pros, like their pro career and college career, I think Randy Gratishar, who I am not going to say I watched a ton of, right? He was a little before my time. No, but if you, but his if pro you go career back is up there with any Buckeye. You're familiar with history. Yeah, you're right. What he did here and what he did in the pros, he was a defensive. On, he was a defensive player of the year in he's the NFL. On the list. I yeah. just I get itchy because you know a guy like Andy Katzenmoyer I love so much. Oh well, if we were just, just talking Buckeye list, yeah, he's I love on mine. Him so much. I love his huge neck, spiky pad. I love that he would just kill guys. I love everything about. I him. only remember Corby Jones from Missouri because of the hit that Andy oh Katzenmoyer laid on him. Go to what- if you don't. If you're too young to remember Andy Katzenmoyer and how football used to be played, I don't want to sound like that guy, but I no, will no, for no. two seconds he, here. Go to YouTube and watch I'll Andy you though, Katzenmoyer. Clips. That hit. You don't get flagged for that even today. That hit is still clean. Maybe not the end. Maybe when he landed on him, he, that's not. Well, he would just spear guys. Oh, but yes, that's one of the them. cleanest hits you'll ever see in the in in all of football. It's truly a gem. Rapid fire number two. All right, ESPN just did a list of the best NFL quarterbacks for this upcoming season. Their top five are Rodgers, Mahomes, Josh Allen, Brady, and Burrow. Would you change anything about that top five? No. Oh, that's probably I, I not would. the answer you want. What, were you, what are you doing? I would say I'll take Mahomes first. He was second. Oh, right? I wasn't. I wasn't. Yeah, 
I wasn't talking about the order. Oh. I, I thought we just meant... Oh, okay. Well, then I thought we were... I thought, yeah, okay. Then no, I wouldn't change that. I was going with that order of if, like, Rodgers won, I'd take Mahomes over him. I, I wasn't thinking like okay. that. But. Well, I'll tell you this. That list, I read it as Joe Burrow was fifth. Yeah. For me, Joe Burrow, top three. I'd take him over Josh Allen. I'd take him over Tampa Tom. Mm. I don't care. Mm. That's yeah. one year. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. I'm taking Joe Burrow over. Any- yeah. He's he's the guy. Uh. He's the guy. Yeah. Mahomes and Rodgers, the only guys above him on my list right now. Rapid fire number three. All right. Two guys who were not mentioned. Uh, okay. Which quarterback do you think will have the better season? <laughs> Tua Tung Ovailoa or for the Dolphins or Jalen Hurts for the Eagles? I don't care. They both suck. Jalen Hurts. <laughs> I'll say Jalen Hurts. Just to suck. answer your question, care. Ted. Rapid fire number four. All right, Sports Illustrated said there's only 12 teams with a chance to win the Super Bowl this year. Bills, Bengals, Ravens, Colts, Cowboys, Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders, Packers, Buccaneers, and the Rams. Do you agree that that's the only 12 that can win it? No, I added two more. Now, I don't think it's likely, but I think there is a chance. As much as I get on this team, and we should, because of their second-half collapses, the Cardinals the last two years, at one point have been the best team in the NFL both seasons. So record wise, record yes. wise, but not. Yes. I don't, but we didn't look at them on paper and say, or like in the games and say that is the best team in the league. No. We said they've got the best record. I'm not saying they're going right, to win. Right. Fair enough. But if we're putting the Colts on this list, well, true enough. Then I'm putting the Cardinals on this list, and I'll also say, even though they have uncertainty at the quarterback position, they got to the conference finals without a quarterback really last year, and that's the San Francisco 49ers. No, that's a good call. I'm not call. leaving them off here. The Niners is a is a good call, but I would take the Colts off of this list. Um, and I would actually say there's no way that you can tell me all four teams in the AFC uh, West are all going to be contenders for the Super Bowl. So if I've got to take one of those teams out of the mix, it's going to be the Raiders. I'm, not, I'm sorry. The Devontae Raiders. Adams. Fine. You can have Devontae Adams. You can have tons of great wide receivers. How's that worked out for the Browns the last few years? Get back to me. I'm just telling you. That doesn't make you that doesn't suddenly make you a Super Bowl contender. Sorry. So I'm taking them off the list. Rapid fire number five. What are the top three video games that you guys played at the arcade? Mm. Uh well, Street Fighter Two was a big one for me. That is a good one. Rampage was one I like to play. What is Rampage? How did that go? You know, with like the dragon and it was not dragon. It's like Godzilla and oh was, yeah, sorry, and like you? King Kong and King Kong. Like, oh, and so you're are you one of those guys? Things who like to that. Just destroy yeah. stuff. That's yeah. I fun. like to destroy stuff. Okay. Uh, NBA Jam. NBA Jam is certainly was that three. And if if I was especially rich that day, which was not often, because this game costs more money to play, Cruising USA. Ooh, Cruising USA is a good one. I threw in a pole position, which involves Misty Rain. Mm-hmm. No, it actually involved... It was a racing game, but from like the 80s, and it was so, so low budget. Or, you know, at the time, it was the highest technology they had. That one I liked. I did like NBA Jam. I liked... There was a Ninja Turtles game that was a side-scrolling game that I always enjoyed. But, you know, years ago... I want to say it was Pizza Hut that had these, like other places did too, but they were the tables where you sat down and there was a table with a TV in it and a video game on it. Yeah. And you could play like Pac-Man. And I think I played that at a Pizza Hut and I liked that. That was, I didn't play it often, but 
when I saw one of those, I was like, we have to, I need to go over there and play that. We didn't go to the arcade often. I'd go to like Walmart and they'd have some, you know, Street Fighter 2 would be at Walmart. I remember Big Bear Plus used to have quite a bevy of, uh, that's where I played pole position. That's for sure. That was one of the ones they had in their front of their store. But every time I did go to an arcade, there was always the grab it machine or the claw machine. Oh, yeah. And I am 42 years old. I have never won one thing. Out of a claw machine? I have never gotten anything. Really? From the grab it machine. My friend Louie would win every single time. He'd be pulling toys out and just giving them to people. He had so many toys. I have never gotten anything. That's sad. I actually I suck. We went to the Jersey Shore years ago as a family, and we, we spent like $40 at a claw machine because I hit on the first try. And I had, at the time, we had two kids. So the first try, I hit and pulled out a stuffed animal and so then I'm like, well, I got to get one for the other kid. And then I promptly spent more money than I, I could have just gone to the store See, and bought three stuffed animals. If my friend Louie were there, he would, he would get a million toys for you. I know. And if you're asking, is that the same Louie that pleasured himself in front of you? Yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know he did. I wasn't going to ask, but I'm glad you clarified. The no, I'm SEC not. The SEC is either playing possum or they're much dumber than I thought. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Traffic is slow out there right now. You'll find some backups on 670 westbound between Grandview Avenue and I-70. Plan on slowdowns. More delays on I-70 eastbound between Mountain Street and Route 315. And Route 315 southbound between King Avenue and I-70. That's going to be a five-minute delay. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low-down payments and flexible payment options to help the customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with an assist from Spaz on fan traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care, make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Did you feel that? It's your radio getting fatter. Getting fatter. Chubby time! This is Common Man and T-Bone. We talked yesterday about the Pittsburgh Steelers changing the name of their stadium to Acrisure. Sounds like a a drink for old people. <laughs> uh, Acrisure is apparently paying the Steelers more than $10 million per year to put their name on the stadium. Hines came out, and they were sponsoring the stadium before. I think it was like $2.5 a year they paid. They said they couldn't afford what the Steelers wanted, so it's Acrisure. Ben Roethlisberger tweeted that the new name doesn't seem right. Well, did you read his whole tweet? No. Let me just pull it up real quick because it's it's to me absurd, like this tweet that he sent out. Because it <laughs> he basically says like he, he treats it as if it's one of these sacred names like you know, the horseshoe or something like that. But the way he says it is like I can't believe they're ripping the hinds off the field. And it's like you mean they're switching out one advertiser for another advertiser, Ben? Like, I know you spent a lot of time there, and you obviously had 
your your whole career basically was there. And you have all these fond memories of playing at Heinz Field, but that only exists because of a sponsorship deal. Like, no, I, I know that, but I also understand where he's coming from. Is he being dramatic? Yes. But he's echoing the sentiments of Steeler fans. And yes, it was an endorsement deal, but it's the only endorsement deal that's ever been on that stadium. And Heinz is an iconic Pittsburgh brand. I mean, I you go all over fair. that city and it's all Heinz. You know, the, the original factory now is a loft area where people live. Yeah, that's that's fine. I'm just saying it. Again, I'm not from there. I don't live there. I'm not a Steelers fan. It, to me, it seems like wringing our hands over. I can't believe they've taken the sponsorship off of it. Like someday down the line, someone will say like, oh, remember when they called it the Schottenstein Center? And I will be like, uh, yeah, because they donated a bunch of money to have it called the Schottenstein Center. It was also called Value City Arena. Like when it goes away, I'm not going to. Technically, it's still both. It is. But I'm saying like, I'm saying when it goes away, people will go, oh, it's not going to be the same. Can no, I tell it's you not Value City Arena. I, I won't. I hope it's not. I hope it's not the I, same. I won't be saying I that. I hope it's improved when they take the names off of it and switch it to I something else. I hope what we're saying is, hey, remember when they used to have that sterile, disgusting arena there? Yeah. I'm glad they knocked that down. God, if I were the Schottensteins, I'd be like, can you take our name off of that? This is not good for branding. Can you put something that we don't like on there? Because I would not want my name associated with it. I saw this. Here's the headline. SDS sources. SEC wants to end expansion race. Stay at 16 teams. SDS is Saturday down south. Uh, Here's what it says. The preference of the SEC presidents is to not expand beyond 16 teams. Multiple industry sources tell Saturday down south. Here is a quote from an SEC AD. Anonymous, of course. Mm-hmm. We're positioned at 16 for a robust future. The need just isn't there. Oh, uh, when the need asked, isn't there. When okay. asked if Notre Dame to the Big Ten would be a threatening move, an SEC source said, why? It'll put up, I'll put our product versus anyone's product. So we're going to add schools just to add schools? There's no value in that. All right. My brain hurts. <laughs> there's no value in that. There's no value in adding more. Of course there's value to it. You want to know what it is? Money! That's the value. What are we talking about here? It's like, wow, from a competitive standpoint, we're competing for national championships. You were competing for national championships before you brought Texas and Oklahoma in. You don't need them. They're not going to win national championships for you. You were doing just fine before Texas A&M sashayed in there. Why did these schools come in? Why do they help you? Because they make you more money. That's why more schools would help, dummy. Yeah, there are situations in life where trying to figure out the exact value is difficult because on the one hand, you have this costs money, like a vacation. But the value it brings back is maybe you feel better after going on vacation. And it's hard to quantify. Is the money going out worth the joy and happiness you feel going on vacation? That's a different question, right? When you're saying, what's the value in adding more teams? Because these networks are lining up saying, if you add more teams and more games and more inventory, we pay you yes, more The more actual games dollars. you have, the more money you're going to make. <laughs> Man, I, what's the point in owning all these vacation homes? I can't get to them. <laughs> I don't have enough time what's to get the to value? them. value? Your real estate portfolio is earning you money whether you're in the homes or not. Oh, Who God. cares if Notre Dame ever wins a championship for you? It doesn't matter. Sometimes... When people lie, it's really hard to detect. 
And sometimes it's really easy. Like, that's a lie. But see, that's why I couldn't that, do this job. When that's, that SEC AD unnamed says, oh, there's no real value. We don't know. Where, but, like, you're bluffing. You're bluffing because you're trying and you don't want people to know that you're trying until you have done. So you want that hidden. So you're lying to someone in the media to get that out there. Hey, we're not looking at anybody else. So then when you announce it, it's a big shock to everyone. That's what you're trying to do. This dude from Saturday Down South, Matt Hayes. Who wrote this story? Not our Matt Hayes, different Matt Hayes. No, but he's covered college football no, for a I long know. time. He's, he's been around, but I couldn't be him because I would talk to this source and he would give me that line. And I, assuming we're talking on the phone, I would say, You're full of crap and hang up the phone. <laughs> I wouldn't keep any sources because well, I would call them out on their BS. Quite honestly, that may have happened. He may have said, Hey, you're not telling me the truth. And he goes, Yeah, off the record, I'm not. But on the record, that's my statement. And that's newsworthy, and they're still going to put it out there. Well, that's fine, but no one is on the record here. It's an anonymous source. Well, fair enough. The, the no on, one's even putting their name back, to this stupidity. On background is what probably this source said is on background. We're not interested. Between you and me, off the record, eh, maybe. If you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we got you covered with the rundown coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident causing some delays on Route 315 southbound before West Broad Street. It is blocking the right side. Traffic is bumper to bumper from 670 and still continues to build. Please be careful over here as they get things cleaned up. About a 20-minute slowdown is expected. Striving report is sponsored by RumpyCareers.com. Rumpy is hiring CDL drivers and $1,400 to $1,700 per week with a $5,000 sign-on bonus. Paid CDL training available. Apply at RumpyCareers.com or stop by the career fair at Rumpy on Fields Avenue every Wednesday from 11 to 3. Equal opportunity employer restrictions apply. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Oh, hello! I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Objects in radio may be dumber than they appear. This is Man and Bone. Hello. Happy Tuesday. Game show coming up at 534. What's the game, Boner? Mike, we're doing Scottish trivia. And I got to tell you, we have TV on in here, and I saw something a few minutes ago. You saw it, too. It infuriated me. It infuriated you. I'm, I don't know that I've actually calmed down from it. I'm still mad. The term chicken ribs was thrown up on QVC just now, and we're watching this as people pull apart a piece of chicken with a giant bone in it, I mean, again, looking like something more close to a chicken leg. And I thought, well, I, I've i had chicken. I like chicken. I eat a lot of chicken. I have never in my life gone to the store and seen chicken ribs for sale. No. What is a chicken rib, right? So I go Google it, and up pops this website that says, hey, chicken ribs, healthy chicken barbecue. And I'm like, well, that I'm looking at the pictures on this website, and those look like bone-in chicken thighs and then the first question they have is are these really chicken ribs no, no they can't be 
Unless it's they're a, from dinosaur chickens. <laughs> right. There's and no way. No, they're not. It's a special cut of bone-in chicken thigh that eats like a special cut. It's a chicken it's thigh. It's a chicken thigh that you put barbecue sauce on and call it a rib. What are we talking about? I'm like, I'm looking at the pictures on this website. And I'm looking at what these people had up on QVC and I'm saying, that's a barbecue chicken thigh with a bone in it, which is a delicious thing to eat. I love eating those. I love smoking bone-in chicken thighs. They're great. You can't call it a chicken rib. I, again, I'm saying this about an animal that we talk often about them having fingers. I know they I know that we've made some concessions in the past for chicken meat. I'm just saying we didn't have a name for taking a bunch of chicken meat, dipping it in batter and then serving it to you fried. I guess chicken tenders is the other thing you can call them, but whatever. Like that's that's kind of its own little separate category. When it comes to naming pieces of chicken, chicken ribs we can't do that. That's 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 stupid. If the Department of Justice is going to look into Live Golf, yeah, they need to look into chicken ribs. Well, too. they're looking into the PGA, not Live Golf, right? They're investigating well, yeah, the PGA. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. looking into the PGA yeah. and, and their handling of Live Golf. But right. We need to do something about chicken ribs. Absolutely. That can't be. You shouldn't be allowed to and market you know that. I'm the guy who buys stuff off of QVC. I buy the food off of QVC, and I love chicken thighs. Yeah. If you were to just come on and say, hey, let me tell you something. These are the most delicious chicken thighs you ever had in your entire life. We dip these chicken thighs in unicorn tears. Mm. All right. And then we tenderize them and we massage them. And the emu comes in with Deshaun Watson and we massage. We peck the chicken thighs and tenderize them. I would buy them. I would try them. But that stupid branding, calling it a chicken rib. Forget about it. I'm out. Oh, Go to jail. Okay, I'm on this website And now, now they're dancing around on QVC trying to sell me saltwater taffy. This is why I respect the QVC people. Because they would say to me, hey, sell saltwater taffy. I would go on TV and say, hey, this is $23. Go hit a Taco Bell drive-thru with 23 bucks and don't buy this. <laughs> There's lots of delicious stuff in this show. Saltwater taffy shouldn't be on your, your list. Bye. I'm on this chicken ribs website now, and they say... High protein, low carb. High protein. It's meat. What chicken. Are we talking? It's chicken? meat. Chicken is low carb. Are you? I didn't know that because it's all it is is meat. That's what it's made out of. Is protein. Like, do people not know why things work? This chicken with sugar and candy. A- actu- low carb. Actually, it does say on the ingredients: chicken, water, spices, brown sugar. Well, it's probably from the barbecue from the, yes. sauce. Well, no, because you're covering it in a, like they put a rub on it, well, and then I mean. barbecue sauce. And you know, it's yeah. even lower carb. Just making some chicken thighs, dude. By the way, like I get that question. You know, I'm losing weight, trying to eat healthier. I get people ask me all the time, like, "What are you eating? What are you doing?" The number one thing I've done different is I eat so many chicken thighs now. I put them in the air fryer. I put a little bit of seasoning on them, a little bit of like a spritz of olive oil from a spray olive I lo- oil thing. I love chicken thighs. <sighs> you want to know why? Because you can overcook them and they still taste good. Yeah. I do it. I do it without the bone in. I get boneless, skinless, which you'd think, oh, those are going to no, be. No, it doesn't matter. They're going to stay they're moist. delicious. Yeah. I make those all the time. They crisp up nice. Well, we're I, speaking that's, about things that's that what I'm eating all the time. I'm I eating some tonight, actually. I know there's more nuance and detail to this than I'm given credit for, but I saw at the Tour de France today, they had to shut stuff down for a little while because uh, climate activists were on the track protesting. <sighs> okay. And again, 
I know there's more detail and nuance to this, but they're riding bicycles. <laughs> like, I, I would assume they would be there to applaud. I mean, like, I, we wish everything was like this. Right. Zero emission, bicycles. Like, what's next? You go to the vegan convention, convention and start yelling at them, too? What are we doing? Yeah, I would think of all the things you could protest, like, I, mean, I know they there were protesters at the F one right at the F one race this week. Yeah, because of that. I can understand that. I mean, it's you well, know, it's yeah. There's they're pumping cars going yeah. two hundred. Although no, they still run on. They have fuel. They they have batteries, but they run on fuel. Yeah, they run on fuel. Yeah, but but the point is, if you're going to make the argument that we are hurting the environment by pumping a bunch of gases up into the environment, fine. There's plenty of things that are doing that. The Tour de France is. I mean, it's the riding bikes touring France, 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 Hans and Franz. Yeah. You're touring France on bikes. That's the whole thing. It's all bike riding. If more people said, Hey, I watched the tour de France. That was cool. I shall buy a bike and ride it to work. That would actually work out well. Yes. People, I'm sure I assume people, the climate activists want more bike riding. I would guess some people have done that. Wouldn't you think over the years? Don't you think that's normalized cycling for some people to say, oh, kidding? yeah, I, sh- I should get into cycling. Where that I seems live, fun. It's all cycling all the time. Oh, yeah, that's they right. Got the you outfits got a lot of that. on, the aerodynamic outfits. and Not going to lie. I've thought about that. Oh, if I lose I'm, enough weight. I'm sure you have. I'm going to get some Lycra. I'm sure gonna you have. I'm going to get some skin tights. Get out there. Are you going to be like all the cyclists I see where it's like, treat me like a car. And then you go right through the red light. Right. See, that's, I, I do not understand that from the cycling community. And if you are a cyclist, please understand. I have an immense respect for you, like going huge distances and all that stuff. But if you're going to say I deserve to be on the road as a car, fine. Even though you're going like 40 miles an hour slower than everybody and all that stuff, whatever, let you live, trying to be healthy, saving the planet. Good. But then, the red light comes and you're just like, uh, red light's pointless. I'm a bike. Beep, beep. And you just like blip your little uh, bell and then you keep going. That's not okay. I can't do that if I'm in like a Prius where it's like, hey, I'm actually not using as much gas as everybody. So uh, red lights don't apply. No, you can't do that. You have to obey the laws. If Prius drivers car- just stop at red lights that aren't even there. <laughs> I'm going too fast. <laughs> I got to stop and take a breath. Right. Which, by the way, isn't that BS that we do that to Priuses? But Teslas, it's like, oh, you mean those speed machines? Like, they have the same technology inside. They have batteries, which make them start up and go quick. Priuses get up and go quick if you actually drive them like they're supposed no, to be they driven. Don't, they don't want I don't get why people buy a Prius where it's like, you can accelerate zero to 60 in like four seconds in this thing. They don't want to do that. No. Come on. All right, rundown. Common Man and T-Bones, the rundown. The rundown. Baker Mayfield met with the Carolina Panthers media today. I have some sound bites here for you if you'd like to hear them. Let's hear them. Here is Baker talking about if there's any animosity with the Browns. No, I'm extremely excited for, for this new start in uh, Charlotte. Um, obviously, I think it's kind of known now. Some familiar faces there, some some people that I know, and a lot more to meet. And uh, it's just an exciting time for Myself and my family, and just this new chapter. Um, no animosity towards Cleveland. It's a, a good football town that you know gave me the first four years of my career, and uh, thankful for those those you know trials and tribulations, all the challenges, a lot to learn from and look back on and reflect. But just really focused on right now and, and being a Carolina Panther, and uh, you know, pumped up to do so. All right, he said all the things you should say. He's also lying. 
You know, he can be excited about this new start with the Carolina Panthers, but it hurts that the Browns gave up on him. It hurts that they went and talked to Deshaun Watson before even informing him that they were going to do that. I'm not saying he was in the right with any of this. I'm sure everything that's leaking out about him being a bad teammate and a prima donna, I'm sure it's all true. Couple that with the bad play from last season, I understand why the Browns would want to look in a a different direction. I don't like the direction they settled on, but I also understand his standpoint that he's he's thinking but not saying that he wants the Browns to lose every single game. Well, right. I mean, you can get into conspiracy theory land real easily whenever someone says one thing, you go, oh, they're totally lying. What they really mean is the opposite of what they said. But it is very difficult for me to believe that Baker Mayfield, just a few months removed from being called a child by the front office of the Browns, essentially, I don't know how he would be able to stand up there and say, huh, animosity? Browns? No. I. It came out again yesterday, the Jason Lloyd piece. Yeah, that's right. Never mind. You're exactly right. They just reiterated that yesterday that, yeah, they needed to get someone in there who wasn't as immature as Baker Mayfield. Like the second he got out the door, they they kicked him on the way out again. I, I don't believe him in this instance either, and he's fully right to to lie to the media there because if you he say said anything all else, the right you things. know you're going to just you're going to egg this on further. Uh, here is Baker talking about lessons learned in Cleveland. I think there's definitely <laughs> there was a lot of lessons to and experiences that I learned from when it comes to. Um, you know, keeping some things in house, uh, but also being being myself. That, that's why I was drafted there uh, was to help turn that place around and to be the best version of myself. I think it's easy to get lost in you know stories and media at the same time. So it's it's tricky to balance. But um, yeah, that's that's the conversations, the multiple conversations that I've had with Scott and Coach Rule about. Uh, they want me to be myself. You know, be a good leader, be a great teammate, but I've always been vocal and uh, being able to bring guys and elevate them. So uh, there's there's balance, but that, that competitive nature, that'll never go away. If I do that, then I, I shouldn't be playing anymore. So and that's what's gotten me or helped get me here, and uh, I'll, I'll have to continue to do that. Man, he was biting his tongue, wasn't he? Yeah. There was a <laughs> lot he wanted to say. You know, you know, to whoever he goes to to be the sounding board in his life, he got out of that press conference and was like, God, I hate the Browns. Like, just as loud as he could have. And then went on from there. There's a lot of, I'm going to be myself, and I want to win, and competitive nature. That's code for, I'm an a-hole. By the way, so is Aaron Rodgers. What's the difference? Oh, Aaron the, Rodgers the difference is, is good. One of them has won a few more games. Well, right? that's the thing. If Baker Mayfield comes out and he's good, then he's a competitor. That's why he's an a-hole. But if you're bad, you're just an a-hole. Now, I think it's different from Carolina's perspective when they say, oh, just be yourself. Because they know they have a backup plan and they're paying this guy less than $5 million. And if they don't like him, they can just get rid of him. Well, they're hoping to get the Baker Mayfield that's good. And the only way he's going to do that is if he is him. If if he's going to be bad, that could happen regardless. If he's going to be good, it's because he is being who he is. Right. Common Man and T-Bones, The Rundown. The Rundown. Chicken ribs. Not a real thing. Chicken ribs. Uh, Bad news for EJ Liddell. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. 
Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Still watching an accident causing some heavy backups on Route 315 southbound to 4 West Broad Street. It is blocking the right side. Traffic is bumper to bumper from 670 in this area. Still continues to build as well. Plan about a 15-minute backup as things continue to clear. This traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Dime Market. Get ready for summer at your local Fresh Dime Market. This week's save on large, sweet California peaches. Just 99 cents a pound now through July 12th. Get real. Only an array with fan traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care, make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Be glad you aren't as stupid as these two. Oh, yes. This, this is Common Man and T-Bone. Uh, hey, check out the podcast. Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your audio, we are there. Just search us. Common Man and T-Bone, you'll see our cartoon faces pop up. Click! Subscribe. Every single show comes right to your device. Free O-Charge. Yesterday, we unveiled the thing. Maybe you missed it. You can go back to yesterday's show and listen to us talking about Mm -hmm. the thing. The thing goes on sale one week from today. That's right. So, save your pennies. Mm -hmm. I didn't give you much time. I gave you a week to get your pennies together, but yeah. There's a $30 shirt option that is red, single color shirt, looks really cool. And then there is the ultimate option of getting Mm -hmm. the box. Only 75 of these being made. Get a beer glass, you get a guitar pick, get a bunch of other cool stuff in it. And there's a special meet and greet with us. Get one ticket to that if you buy the box and a special edition t-shirt. We're only making 75 of those. So, And I, we, we didn't say this yesterday because we can't tell you what it is. But at the special meet and greet, <laughs> you will get another special prize there. Yes, because we have another thing. We have another thing that we're going to announce with. at the meet and greet. Yes, another surprise thing. It's different than the other thing. Yeah, you'll get something to take home. Yeah, but again, not going to find out what it is unless you go to the thing. That's right. Uh, 971thefan.com slash man and bone world tour. Dick Matchett or Ford fan poll, which OSU home game would you rather attend this season? Notre Dame or Michigan? Look, I know everybody's very excited about Notre Dame. I'm very excited about beating Notre Dame. But for me, I mean... There's one game that I look forward to more than any other game. What look forward to, I guess, is wrong. There's a game that makes me nervous more than any other game. Right. Michigan can come in winless. And before that game, I'm still a bundle of nerves. Because I'm thinking about the worst case scenario that can possibly happen. Yeah. I I have been in the building for big time games. I've been there for USC. I've been there for Texas. You know, Penn State, big time environments. But to me, nothing beats the game. Nothing beats Michigan. No, I, I agree with you on that. And the Notre Dame thing would be cool to say if you could go to both. Now, I know there probably are some people that would pick Notre Dame. I would be in the completely in get me a ticket to Michigan because I've the first time I ever went to a Michigan game, truly and honestly, I had never I'd been to plenty of Ohio State football games prior to that. I had never experienced anything like a Michigan game. And I have to say, other than the other Michigan games I've been to, I'll probably never experience anything quite like it again. 
It's just a different level of atmosphere. It's a different vibe. Right. There's there's still so much build up tension. Maybe that will change in another twenty years if the last twenty years are any indication of how it's gonna go the next twenty years. But if if Ohio State continues to beat Michigan down the road, when I'm in my sixties, maybe this won't be the case. But there's still this different level of tension where everyone you see it's just like, uh huh. Yep. Yep. Excited to be here. Yep. Well, it's when the game is played. Too. Everyone's really nervous and it's cold and yes. it's just I don't know, man. That to me is the ultimate college football environment. You know, the, the first game. the first couple games of the season, you know, even the big time games, you're just sort of excited. We're so excited to be here. Yeah. Yay, it's football and it's a big time opponent and we're back and hey, how you been? Everything's great. National TV's here. Game day's here. It's wonderful. By the time you get to the Michigan game, you've done all that. You've had big games on that schedule. You've seen how your team reacts. And now you're there for the climax. Now you're there to figure out how the story ends. Is everything that you just watched for the last two and a half months meaningless? Well, right. This I mean, is the end of the story. That's exactly right. The pressure is on in that game like nothing else. But I would equate it for those who've never been fortunate enough to go to a Michigan game, but maybe you've been to other Ohio State football games. If you've ever been in a game at Ohio Stadium where the Buckeyes are expected to win by a couple touchdowns and it should be a pretty easy day at the shoe... And then you're in the third quarter and Buckeyes are down seven and everyone around, you know, Buckeyes get the ball on offense. And everyone suddenly is like, okay, let's go. Like that tension starts getting palpable in the stands. That tension is what you get start to finish for most Michigan games I've been to. Unless, you know, again, I haven't been to a ton of the blowouts. So <laughs> that is probably different if you get there and the Buckeyes just put 50 on Michigan. As we've seen in recent years, that can happen. By and large, the Michigan game still results in way more tension than even your normal game. For me, I enjoy that. Maybe some people don't. And I'm sure the Notre Dame game, there will be that same aura for a little bit. But I think it's just, even if you lose to Notre Dame, your whole season's not over. I don't think it's likely they're going to lose to Notre Dame, but if you did, they got the whole season to play for. They could still go win a national championship. Yeah. You lose to Michigan, you know it's about over. All right, some bad news for former Buckeye EJ Liddell. This, yeah, so the NBA Summer League going on right now, and again, for basketball junkies like me, I enjoy this stuff. It's fun to watch, see some of the players get out there with their new teams, some of the rookies getting some run. EJ Liddell got into the Pelicans game. You know, he was drafted in the second round. And early in this game, he had a, an, a knee issue in his right knee. He hobbled off the court. They then looked at it, said he was fine, sent him back out on the court. Then later in the game, his knee buckled and he fell kind of awkwardly on it. And I watched the video of it. I'm no doctor. I hope he's okay. It did not look great. Um, but the tweet came out that he had to be carried off the floor he put no weight on his right knee. It didn't look good. No. And and there's that I've looked to see if there's an update. I've not seen one recently. Um, but it as of the last thing we've heard is he's getting an MRI. I have not seen the results of said MRI, but I will be shocked if if it's not something it's that we don't want to hear. Bad couple weeks for him. You know, I'm not saying his career is over, but you know, I know you said you weren't too surprised where that he went where he went in the draft. I was surprised. I thought he was firmly a first round pick. It surprised me that he dropped to the second round. I'm sure it surprised him too. But nevertheless, he's going to go out there and try and prove himself. And then this happens. Yeah. Bad couple weeks. It's bad, man. I, I just, I hope for his sake, if, if it ends up, let's say it's worst case scenario and he's got to go get surgery and it's 
a long time on the shelf. I hope for his sake that the Pelicans are invested enough to keep him around and give him a chance to come back. You know what I mean? And and not just because I, I do think when he gets into the NBA, he is going to change some minds about what he can do. I thought he would fall in the draft or fall is the wrong term. I thought he would be a second round pick in the draft based on everything we were hearing before the draft because there were they started talking about body fat percentage and, yeah. and crap like that yeah. matters to the guys who are looking at a bunch of names and film when you actually watch him play, I don't think he's a second-round talent. I think he's a first-round talent. But I wasn't surprised he went in the second round because of how the scouts were talking about him. Once you get that label on you, it's hard to shake it. Only way to shake it is to get out there and play and show guys what you can do in the league. And I thought he would have a really good chance to stick with a team and earn that spot if he just got out there and played. And he was trying to. This injury is definitely a setback for him, and it's just an unfortunate set of circumstances. Hopefully it's not as bad as it looked. Game show coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. An accident to watch out for. You'll find a crash on Route 104 eastbound at US 23, US 33 there. It's blocking the right lane. Traffic is stop and go in that area. You'll also find an accident on Route 315 southbound before West Broad Street. Traffic is delayed there as well. Stop and go from 670. This traffic report is sponsored by Indeed.com. If your business is feeling a summer hiring wave, then you need Indeed. Their all-in-one hiring solution makes it easy to attract, interview, and hire candidates. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Their BMI is higher than their IQ. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Tuesday. Game show is coming up now. 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 Almost now. What was I going to say to you? I've got something to say to you before we uh, do this. Sports related. Before we go into non-sports things. Well, the uh, the Athletic has put together. I have not read this article yet. I just saw it tweeted out, and I plan on reading it tonight. Headline of the article. Inside the Wakey Leaks scandal that should have rocked college football. And I have to admit, I had completely forgotten about this. Do you remember the Wake Forest thing? Oh, Wakey Leaks. Wakey Leaks, not no, Wiki no. Leaks. No, I don't remember. Wake Forest had a disgruntled former coach who then was, I believe, a broadcaster for the team who was, for like a couple seasons, giving away the playbook after, you know, the coaches oh, tell. that's right. I their, do remember, remember now. that. Yes. And, and he didn't let on that he was doing it for that reason or that it was happening. But the team knew, the players, the coaches are like, it's the first quarter, and they know every damn play we're going to run. And yet they could not figure out how it was happening. And so I guess some of this stuff has started coming out. There's been you know court filings and all these different things. But anyway, The Athletic put that out. And that's just one of those sports stories that I remember when it happened. We talked about it and said, boy, that's yeah, bad. Can't yeah. do that. Anyway, The Athletic has a big piece on it. I plan on reading that tonight. Maybe we can chat about it tomorrow. But I had completely forgot that happened. And 
That was only a, a few years ago where all this stuff came out. Guardians and White Sox playing a double dip today. Yep. Yep. Guardians already won the first game 4-1. to one. I did not watch it, but I saw that uh, Tony La Russa was trending on Twitter. Oh, God. So, I, so I'm I, sure I he did on it. Sure he did some great things. To see why. This is an underachieving, crappy baseball team right now. I'm talking about the White Sox. I don't care that they've been injured. You know what? When you field a team full of guys with a history of getting injured, mm-hmm. don't be surprised when they're injured. Yeah, that's right. All right? Eloy's been nothing but injured. Yoan Moncada has been injured. Tim Anderson's always injured. These guys are always injured. I don't want to hear about it. You suck. But I guess Tony La Russa today did what he does. Had Jose Ramirez with an 0-1 count and then intentionally walked him. I, you know, the thing, though, that I think a lot of people looked at when Tony La Russa got hired, at least I certainly did, was like, how is this dinosaur going to relate to, like, the modern baseball player? And then you find out, well, that is probably some of the well, problem. Here's, but, here's the thing, though. But I, some of the other problem is the guy is doing things that make even, like, you know, woke baseball analyst guy be like, whoa, hey there, calm thing, down, I don't want to make this into an aged thing. Because I no, think no, Buck Showalter's a hell of a manager, and he's an old guy, too. I'm saying La Russa gives off a very old-school baseball vibe, but he does a lot of new-school baseball things that are almost too new-school Oh, and absolutely. Weird. Don't forget, Tony La Russa, two weeks ago, people were laughing at him because he actually came out and said, yeah, on routine grounders, we don't want guys running to first base. Right. That's the you opposite would, You would of think old-school baseball yes, guy right. would do the opposite of he that. He would be chomping nails anytime someone doesn't like, do that. Yeah, our guys, I have just exploding hamstrings. Don't even run. <laughs> all right. Isn't By the way, isn't that kind of an issue if all your guys keep getting... Yes, it is an issue. Like, yeah, maybe that's something to do with the way they're being conditioned. Maybe that's a problem, too. So anyway, just keep an eye on that situation. Mm. Because Kenny Williams, the president of the White Sox, apparently he got together with the team on Friday and yelled at everybody and said, you all suck. That's good. And what did they do? They went out and they're still crap. <laughs> yeah. Still bad. So all right, there well, could you be know, a situation brewing Are there. you kidding me? Front office guy comes down and yells at million dollar ball players, and they didn't instantly respond? I am shocked. All right. Game show time. All right. We're doing Scottish trivia because uh, Timmy Hall's in Scotland. The British Open's happening. That's what we're doing. So I'm going to ask you plenty of questions about this particular British Isle. You let me know uh, what the answer is, and we'll okay. judge accordingly. Number, right. number one, question one. What is the national animal of Scotland? Biffy Clyro. <laughs> no. But it's almost as ridiculous. Is it unicorn, sea monster, or Sasquatch. All right, none of those things are real. Right. Regardless of what the Travel Channel tells you. Right. But which one is it? One of them is really the national animal of Scotland. I'm going to go with Sea Monster. Ooh, sorry. Uh, I thought with all the locks they have. Of course. But it is Unicorn. Oh. The Unicorn. Now, get this. Prior to the Union of the Crowns. Oh, second. So the Union of the Crowns, of course. In 1603, Scotland, prior to 1603, on their coat of arms, this dates back to the 1500s, they had not one but two unicorns as a symbol of the country. Then, when King James VI of Scotland became King James I of England, he said, I say, good chaps, let's do something in solidarity with England. So he took one of the unicorns off and replaced it with 
a lion, which is, of course, England's symbol has been for many years. So they put the lion and the unicorn on the national coat of arms. I didn't know. And that became their thing. But they have had this since the 1500s because at that time, people largely believed things like unicorns could exist somewhere. And it wasn't until the 1800s where that was largely proven that, no, it's not possible for that to be a thing. And that's how that went. What's your favorite lock? I mean, I only know Ness, so I'm going to go with Ness. No, that's the wrong answer. What's the, what's the right answer? Drew Lock oh, is I, the right answer. <laughs> Drew Lock. <laughs> Master? Master Lock? No? Okay. Uh, which Scottish island, on which Scottish island, did George Orwell write his classic 1984? Was it Jura or Islay? I know you know both of these islands. I know Absolutely. you know many of the other yeah. islands. I'm going to go with uh, Islay. Now you're 0 for 2. Jura is an island in the inner Hebrides of Scotland, adjacent and northeast of Islay, with an area of 142 square miles and 196 inhabitants. Sometimes my inner Hebrides pops out of my ace. I've heard about that problem for you. Uh, Jura is more sparsely populated than Islay and is one of the least densely populated islands of Scotland. Uh, Jura comes in eight as far as list of size of islands in Scotland, but its population is 31st. Which means there's a lot of islands that encompass Scotland. So, now you know. This island, by the way, Jura, is mountainous, bare, and largely infertile. That's how I've been described as well. Covered <laughs> <laughs> covered by extensive areas of blanket you got three bog. three kids. What are you talking about? Well, no, now, because I got the snippies. Oh, yeah, now I you're infertile. Snippies. I am definitely That's infertile right. now. At least I, I hope so. That was the goal. Anyway, extensive areas of blanket bog cover... The island of Jura. Blanket bog. Yes, that's right. Seems like a place Yoda would be. Uh, next up, what is the name of the Scottish flag? Is it a burgee or a saltier? Saltine. Saltier. Yeah, saltier. Scottish saltier is the white diagonal cross on the flag. Uh, that is a French term, actually, that comes from the word of saltor or saltois. A word to describe a type of uh, style constructed from two cross pieces. Anyway, that's what it is. It's a, it's a salt here. Next up, how many years must a Scottish whiskey mature to be considered whiskey or a scotch? Is it two years, three years, or four years? I go with four. Ooh, sorry, you'd be. That's that's what a lot of people would assume. It is actually three. Uh, they do use malt whiskey or grain whiskey. It is all scotch has to be made from malted barley. Commercial distilleries began introducing whiskey made from wheat and rye in the late 18th century. But as of 2020, there are 134 scotch whiskey distilleries operating in Scotland. Next up, what is the largest, I'm sorry, the longest river in Scotland? Is it the River Spey or the River Tay? Very Spey or Tay? Cre- very creative names Spey they have in Scotland. Tay. Uh, let's go with Tay. Yes, sir. 119 miles is the River Tay. The River Spey is a not as impressive 107 miles. You hate to see it. Next up, which famous annual festival takes place in August in Edinburgh? Is it the Fringe Festival or the Banquet of Sheep Innards? Mm, which one? Fringe Festival or Banquet of Sheep Innards? Let's go with Fringe. There you go. That's right. The single greatest celebration of arts and culture on the planet, according to the Fringe Festival's website. Uh, For three weeks in August, the city of Edinburgh 
welcomes an explosion of creative energy from around the globe. Artists and performers take to hundreds of stages all over the city to prevent or present and prevent shows of every taste from big names of world entertainment to unknown artists looking to build their careers. The festival has including the aid, what theater, comedy, dance, physical theater, as opposed What's to physical me- theater? mental theater. I don't know what that means. Circus, cabaret, children's shows, musicals, opera, music, spoken word, exhibitions, and events. We've got to qualify for at least a couple of those. We are both physical theater and spoken word and possibly comedy or dance. We should go to this. We should be at the Fringe Festival. We're definitely fringe. We are not mainstream. Finally, uh, is Scotland smaller or bigger than Belgium? From a landmass standpoint, is it smaller or larger than the country of Belgium? I'll go with bigger. Yes. Scotland covers 30,000 square miles. What would you guess Belgium covers if you had to guess? Scotland is bigger. The you 30 30,000? 30, 30,000 for Scotland. 20,000. Only 11,000 miles uh, for Belgium. Piece of crap, Belgium. Yeah. They're teeny tiny. Teeny tiny. Yep. What do you think is the most famous Scottish person? In the world? Mm. That's a good question. I mean, they just said King James was technically Scottish, right? Is that the King James that they made a version no, of the Bible? I'm, I'm talking about people, someone who's alive. Well, I just, oh, okay. I just meant like, you hear King James Bible. That's kind of been a thing all over the world. Leanna, Leanna and I both vote Sean Connery. He's dead. He is dead. That's, did you say living? Yeah. He did say living. Okay. That's why he I mean, I would go with that too. The guy whose name's on the Bible, he disqualified. Yeah, he he's dead too. <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> who would it be? I don't know. I'm trying to think of who else is... I don't know a lot of Scottish people. Is uh Gerard Butler Scottish, isn't he? Yeah, this guy's yeah. not this guy's definitely not the most famous. Like Craig Ferguson's Scottish, yeah, right? Yeah, but I, I he's yeah, not he the is. most famous. I wouldn't put him up there. Well, he's he's famous to me. I love Craig Ferguson. He's I wish he still was doing the late I wish he was doing the late late show still. My guy. Uh who else is Scottish? I don't know. You know I I I'm lost interest. <laughs> who cares? Scott from Scots. He is famous and he is Ewan McGregor? He's Scottish, isn't he? Oh, Ewan McGregor, I believe you're right, is Scottish. And if that's the case, then that's the answer. Because he's Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yes, he is. And he is Leanna's secret man crush. But he's my, like, completely not secret man crush. Well, maybe, I love Ewan McGregor. Maybe Ewan the three McGregor. you can get together. Well, I don't, I don't know about all that, but I would definitely like to hang out with Ewan McGregor and talk about Star Wars. He probably would hate that, but I would love that. You, you get on one leg and Leanna gets on the other leg. <laughs> And the queen comes what is, in. <laughs> what is he doing? Are we posing for a photo at like <laughs> one of those trashy places at the mall? Like Back what are we doing? is coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. You got Star Wars, I got train spotting. Watch out for an accident on Route 315 southbound to 4 West Broad Street. It is causing some heavy backups in that area. Traffic is stop and go as they try to get things cleaned up. And an earlier accident has cleared from Route 104 eastbound at US 33, but traffic is still slow as it recovers. Starving Report is sponsored by Wendy's. Wendy's $5 piggy bag is a deal we're celebrating. Your choice of a double stack, junior bacon cheeseburger, or crispy chicken BLT, plus four-piece nugs, small fries, and a small drink, all for five bucks. I'm Leanna Ray with Van Traffic. Common Man here for Care, Heating, and Cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean-out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, 
I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Buckeye Show coming up at the top of the hour. Tito, Jeff Didoff is filling in for Timmy Hall this week. Uh, British Open starts up on Thursday. Timmy's in Scotland. We have the Golf Channel on in here. And they just had a little uh, shot of John Daly, who oh, was there. I know and he, he is. he is looking like Santa. He's got the big flowing white beard. He, I'll tell you what, man. That guy has... <laughs> plenty of character flaws i don't think we'd get along if we ever like sat down and hung out i know you've hung out with him before i, I did for an afternoon we but. had an event together at the golf galaxy where he taught me how to putt and then asked me when his check was coming 10 different times <laughs> yeah i said i don't know buddy i'm trying to get paid just like you yeah but when is, when is the check coming i don't know right it's like you couldn't at some point you should have said like oh they're not they didn't mail that to you hang on let me get your address we'll get a mail to you like just, I would have just at some point you just have to be like, all right, you didn't listen to eight other times I told you no, I don't know. So then you just start screwing with them. But this is a guy who, what, less than a week ago, maybe two weeks ago, was standing in a parking lot in Akron, firing shots over the freeway, yeah, into a football field from the high school there. I think it's Akron Hobart or Hobarth. I'm not sure whatever the school name is. Anyway. And doing this, and it went viral, and people are posting it, and now he's at the British Open. Like, this this guy just lives in a world that very few of us will ever live in, of being able to be a complete hillbilly, and also be revered at some of the most prestigious golf institutions in the world. It's weird, right? Where you could just be in both. You can be guy with, like, no shirt on, no shoes, no problems. You can be that guy, and you can also be at these illustrious outings and be taken seriously. Jack Nicholas today was named an honorary citizen of St. Andrews, Scotland. This has happened two other times in history. Yes. Bobby Jones, famous golfer from the 50s. This happened in 1958. Okay, so it's okay. been a while since we did one yeah, of those so It's before. 2022 now. So Jack Nicholas got it today. Bobby Jones got it in 1958. And the other, the only other time this happened was back in 1759 with Benjamin Franklin. Did you say 17? 1759. So wait a second. He's only the second American to receive that honor because at that time, Ben Franklin wasn't an American because there was no America. Well, that's true. I mean, like at the time I mean, he yes. received it, they were like, he well, was he American, lives, but he lives in the new world or whatever they were calling it at the time. I, I mean, they probably were calling it America at that point, but you know what I mean? They weren't, they weren't referring to it as like, you know, the United States of America. That was not a thing at that point. That's a hell of a list. Wow. Now, I don't know. What is the significance of, because I'm like, I'm saying we have universities, every university will have like. Uh, you know, a dozen people or more that have been given an honorary doctorate or right, something like right. that. So, like, to me, just being said, like, you're a citizen of some far-flung city, is there some significance other than it's, like, the home of golf? Is there something well, more than that that I'm missing? I mean, he was wearing, like, a red cloak and... 
I know. I saw that. It was a and big I, ceremony. I know. He was getting emotional. And yeah. I just thought, man, that's, I would probably Bobby get Bobby Jones and Ben Franklin and you. Okay. But again, I don't know like why they haven't given it to other people. I'm saying, I what is this exclusive club? What is, what is so important? What do those three guys all have in common? I said, this guy's old. He's won this thing three times. I know that's know great. He's going to make it back next year. This is the 150th open championship. Okay. Let's dig up Ben Franklin. He, just, he he presented the award. Ben Franklin did. <laughs> he electrocuted boy, himself back to life. You know what? That would, that would. Did he hook a car battery up to his knee? Is that what happened? He was just like, ah, yes. This is good with my bifocals. This will make everything come into focus. All right, back page. The back page. The back page with Common Man and T Bone. Yeah. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call one eight hundred Cooling. Bone. Well, man, you may have heard or are aware that uh, you know in the Stranger Things finale. Not, I don't think giving away any spoilers, but there's a scene where Metallica's. Uh, song Master, Master of Puppets, Puppets has, has risen up the charts because they use that song in Stranger Things, right? So the question has been, how did they get all that to happen? And apparently it was about as simple as you would think where essentially the show's music supervisor, Nora Felder said the producers wanted this song, they put it in the script in pre-production and then they basically told her it has to be this song there is no other acceptable answer than they agree to do it. But I guess it's worked out for them because then when they went to approach Metallica, Metallica was instantly on board with it. They liked the idea, which I got to say, that is a bit of a daunting task, right? Because if you know anything about the history of Metallica, it's not like they're really fond of people taking their music and appropriating it however people see fit, right? I mean, that's kind of Lars Ulrich's thing for many years was Your guy. Napster and all that, but... No doubt that uh, also sure paid for Netflix it. has a budget for these types of shows and Stranger Things, I'm sure, ponied up the cache, so that probably didn't hurt either. But yeah, it's the same thing with that uh, Kate Bush song that has gone back to being popular again because they use that in Stranger Things. Same thing applied here. Uh, Buckeye Show's coming up next. Inside the Crew at 8, Pervert Ted at 9, Leanna Humps Ewan at 10, <laughs> and then we're Lord. back tomorrow. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. What a wild ride. Watch out for an accident on Route 315 southbound before West Broad Street. It is causing some stop-and-go delays from 670. Please use caution over here. You'll also find some delays on 71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. Another five-minute delay. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low-down payments and flexible payment options to help the customer stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. See you at 10. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Sting from... I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. 
from Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus, The Fan. Hey, Common Man here. I know what you're thinking. This guy again. But we have some special bonus stuff for you. Sponsored, of course, by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. One is angry, the other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald! Bald, bald! Here's man and bone. I want to point something out. All right. I, too, would be bald if I don't. If I didn't take these pills every single day. <laughs> I've been taking the Propecia pills or whatever the generic is called now yeah. for almost 20 years. It's called Amateur Pecia. <laughs> I had to think about it for a second. Good job. <laughs> and I'm so terrified that if I stop taking these pills, like my hair will just fall out in one day. All of it. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we were watching last night. I had the NBA games on and uh, ESPN. I'm trying to remember who was alongside uh, Richard Jefferson. I wanted, Richard I Jefferson. Yes. Uh, maybe, I don't remember. It's one of the bald guys that does ESPN broadcast, whatever. And so Richard Jefferson is obviously shaved head. This guy also shaved head, you know, probably trying to forestall the inevitable. And Melissa's like, wow, man, everybody's just, you know, out here not embracing their baldness. And I'm like, You're, I, I too shave. Like, I don't let it grow long. I don't have like the, you know, coconut with a Hulu skirt on it. Should. Like, no, I'm not going to do you that. You need a different look. And you can't shave it all the way. No, you I... You can't be totally bald. You look like a clan member. Thanks. You, thanks. you would. I, you would look like a total I clan mean, member if you were totally bald. I would think you look like a clan member if you show up with a hood on. Like, that makes you... Yeah, but don't you just... Stop What am I now. supposed to do? I'm bald. Like, I just... You have that look to you. A fat white guy who's bald. No, is there are it? other white people who can pull it off. I'm just saying that that's not something you could pull off. I don't think. No, I have like shaved it all the way down. It's too much maintenance. That's I don't know if people realize that's a lot of shaving. That is you got to do it every day. Yeah, oh yeah, to get the to get the cue ball look. Yeah, like I have the stubble going, and sometimes it gets a little longer. That shave it back down, but the the cue ball polished dome thing. That's a whole nother level. Like of Stanley commitment. Tucci. Stanley Tucci is a white guy, but he can pull off the shaved head look without you looking at Stanley Tucci like, oh, he's going to burn a cross on somebody's lawn. But you're you, saying, I, I think you're people saying get the wrong impression. You would accuse me of it even though you know me and know I would never do right. something like that. I that's, know, I know, I've known you the, for years. That's bad. But I would just yell well, racist at you and run away. Well, I'm glad I don't shave my head all the way down then. Is it okay where it is now? Because well, I just fine want, now. Okay, good. I yeah, just want to make sure. like every other fat soccer yes, loving guy good. Right I, don't, I don't want to give off any vibes that are not accurate so good all right a special thank you for consuming all the stupidity we can safely shove down your gullet come back for more podcast and again the podcast is sponsored by our friends because they pay us care heating and cooling call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust stop listening now the podcast is over turn it off go do something 